Blog Talk Radio. Today is Sunday, July 22nd, 2000. 
12. Uh, I'd like to welcome you guys. It is now 8.04 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, California, representing for KXRW, Long Beach's Your Community Connection Internet Radio Station. I'd like to welcome you as well. I have to give thanks and praise for the man who makes everything possible. Uh, tonight is time a little hard night tonight because I'm going to be addressing some uh, issues that uh, we are facing in our communities, uh, you know, where there's lives lost. Uh, so give recognition to God first, like I always do. Here you go. Go away. 
away unless we try to work together to try to get rid of it. It shouldn't be it shouldn't be all the community coming this diverse different kinds of transit people. It should not be people out sitting on our street. I mean if we all made the difference it really took about or two to spread spread it or get it into a pot. Just keep your homeless fed it or your homeless or a person get to a job and you know, the next day or you know, everybody out here is out looking for hands out this and people out here with a lot of integrity and pride in themselves. And just because they may be dead right out does not mean that they're out. Just a little hope open a little that you guys got somebody in your back. Like I say, you know, when it comes to the spirit, we're gonna work for the spirits as well. We're gonna be on be an unbirthed and be strong. Can do it, but it can be done. Like Mark said, I'm going to bring him to you. He says, as a community, we can fight. As one, it's hard. As one person, as one or two people, it's hard. But as a community, as a collective of many individuals, we do things. We can make anything happen. We can make our officials do what we need best. As opposed to continuing on and freeways and tearing up poles and, and working on pipes that are already been fixed. Putting vines and streets lead nowhere. We can we can make a difference. There are city hall meetings that guys can attend. I do, and you could be a voice in what you want money to go to, where you want that funding to go to. You guys need to present for your communities and people in them. So with that, I'm gonna go ahead and send a song out to everybody. We're all our spirits are unbreakable.
Hi, everybody. Hi, here with Gina. We're live. It's now 18 and p.m. Gonna give a shout out to all your mom, your moms out there who are working hard to keep the families together because we do need mothers, fathers, we need fathers, grandmothers, we need aunties, uncles, we need cousins, we need best friends. We need everybody to come together. So, shout out to the mamas out there. When I was young, me and my mama had beef, 17 years old, kicked out on the street. Though back at the time, I never thought I'd see a face. Ain't a woman alive that could take my mama's place. Spending from school, scared to go home. I was a fool with the big boys breaking all the rules. Said tears with my baby sister. Over the years, we was bored another little kid. And even though we had different daddies, the same drama when things went wrong, we blamed mama. I reminisce on the stress I caused. It was hell, hugging on my mama from a jail cell. And who's thinking elementary? Hey, I see the penitentiary one day. Running from the police, that's right. Mama catch me, put a wolf into my backside. And even as a crack fiend, mama, you always was a black queen, mama. I finally understand for a woman it ain't easy trying to raise a man. You always was committed. A poor single mother on welfare. Tell me how you did it. There's no way I can pay you back. But the plan is to show you that I understand. You all appreciate it. Tell us it was fair No love for my daddy Cause the coward wasn't there He passed away And I didn't cry Cause my anger Wouldn't let me feel For a stranger They say I'm wrong And I'm heartless But all along I was looking for a father He was gone I hung around with the thugs And even though they sold drugs They showed a young brother love I moved out Started really hanging I needed money of my own So I started slanging I ain't guilty Cause even though I sell rocks Feels good putting money in your mailbox I love paying rent when the rent's due I hope you got the diamond necklace that I sent to you Cause when I was low, you was there for me You never left me alone because you cared for me And I can see you coming home after work late You're in the kitchen trying to fix us a hot plate You're just working with the scraps you was giving And mama made miracles every Thanksgiving But now the road got rough, you're alone Trying to raise two bad kids on your own And there's no way I can pay you back But my plan is to show you that I understand You all appreciate it And dear mama Mama, I can always depend on my mama And when it seems that I'm hopeless You say the words that can get me back in focus When I was sick as a little kid To keep me happy, there's no limit to the things you did And all my childhood memories Are full of all the sweet things you did for me 
And even though I act crazy, I gotta thank the Lord that you made me. There are no words that can express how I feel. You never kept a secret, always stayed real. And I appreciate how you raised me. And all the extra love that you gave me. I wish I could take the pain away. If you can make it through the night, there's a brighter day. Everything will be alright if you hold on. It's a struggle every day, gotta roll on. There's no way I can pay you back. But my plan is to show you that I understand. You all appreciate it. Everybody, you're back on Gina's Groove Theory. It's now it is now 8:19 p.m. in Long Beach, California, representing for KXRW Gina's Groove Theory, your community connection internet radio station. Today is Sunday, July 22nd, 2012. Uh, I wanted to bring a notice to uh, all you know, just recognition of of uh, what has expired over the past week. Uh, uh, don't really know if it's more of a distraction is to keep our minds off of what is really going on within our community, but I'll go ahead and uh, this is what I've uh, come to. Uh, in memory of those we lost in Colorado, may we have a moment of silence in recognition of the 12 lives lost in the Batman movie kill. These kinds of incidents are the reason I started this radio station. I've been a mentally ill practitioner for nearly 10 years. And I found my niche as a bridge for people in battle economic distress. There are resources marketing that this was offering help to individuals who who are who feel that they that no one listens to their cries. I said each of you let your family and friends know about this statement. When I came into sport I was able to cover the hope I had lost. That there are people who work in your community that have inside knowledge for social service or a caseworker educator, city official, or professional in the field of human services. Please call into the show and let us know where, where the people are town can go for help. We can save, if we can save one life, we can save one life. We can save one life. And we are on Skid Row in Los Angeles. That's the importance of caring for our community. Um, uh, these Three homeless people were stabbed in the bell sleeping, and the individual who did so left not injuring our homeless. Can they find safety? Is there a place where they don't have to be on the street to fall prey to one out there who may be a little bit sicker than they understand? It's gonna be. It's a hard battle, and you say that for a battle. But like I tell, like every every week, it doesn't matter if you pay two thousand five hundred. You're 
get out there, register. As much as I, as soon as I didn't want it, it is to get out there and vote for people that you trust, the people who that you don't mind having in your government, people who you need to represent you. That means represent the homeless people there, represent the mentally ill people out there, represent the different races and colors and creeds and the all the things that consider us to a next person. That means Others will not believe. Accepting others to be all in this common back to end. Homeless to put it into it, to bring up awareness, to kill the stigma that allows for some people to be more we are, to go out so that they can get rid of or that our lives are not worth that we can, even though we don't have a home to sleep in. Where we sleep, we should be able to be safe. It does make a difference between you have a house to live in on the street that should be protected and that someone should be watching over you as a big brother should watch so any of the community. This is an this is to touch me away because I know we had the same thing and I don't they've even caught people who are doing it. See if if you, you think our homeless, mentally ill, the people are living out here on the streets are then just the energy who goes out to attack them, how lost are they? So let's do what we can. Let's do what we can to get everybody that we know, anybody that we know. Like like my brother said, he said, touch, you know, tell 25 of your friends. If two of those people call and the two of those will have some resources, I got a call from our NC worker. He gave me a call tonight, and he promised me he's going to get back to me some more resourceful information. And he's been there at MSC for most of you guys from Long Beach know, and there might be one in your MSC is the multi-service center, and that's where people go get help. That's where people, when they find themselves in this state or in this city, with want to turn to family, nobody, nobody help, and then also to top it off with some social or some emotional issue that they're running from. You know, they they need these places. So he's gonna put for me some put together some resourceful documents, much depth you can. There, I got I got his call today, also as well. Mike Davis Assembly, uh, Davis, his, uh, I get with his, uh, his scheduler so I can schedule a date. This is what I want you guys to do. I want you guys to touch me on Facebook. I want you to ask me some questions. You guys that are going to be in his, in his, in, in his district, uh, you guys have a voice. This is the 48th District of Los Angeles, California. Uh, you guys in that district, you guys who have friends that live in that district. You guys might have some questions that you want to ask Mike Davis, so you can send them to me. Whatever you send to me, I will put that word out. Whatever assemblyman, I'm going to try to get another friend of mine on Facebook who I saw at City Hall a couple weeks ago, Stephen Neal. You know, Council Member Stephen Neal out here in Long Beach. Try to get people in. It could be a voice of at least as to what is your questions, concerns, what's going on in your your that you're speaking up. Anybody who doesn't speak and doesn't come forward with what their issues are, then we can't under we can't hear you. We can't hear you. you can't hear if you if you're not saying nothing, we can't hear you. But if you're, if you're talking, then we can hear you and we can pass it on. You can say it to who you want. You can call in on the night. I'll give you the upfront moment to moment play by play until he gets down to sit down to talk to me. You know this is for you guys out there to recognize. So I know I got a, I got a few listeners out there, in line, so just let you guys know. 
the forty eighth district. Mike Davis. He's going to be in that. That's the district that's surrounding the, uh, I believe, the stadium, the uh, Staples Center, that area down there. That's that area. So if you live in that area, you live in that community, you know, send me a Facebook, uh, send me a, a chat. You can chat with me while I'm on air. That's that's fine too. Ask these questions that you need to know. You know what you what what is your concern with that area there? What is it that you've been frustrated about? What it, what what do you feel it needs to be changed? Should it be just changed for the people who come down to visit and watch the loose play, or should it be a neighborhood safe for you twenty four seven? Not just on days that we have a game or that we have visitors from out of town. And that's a shout out to Long Beach too. You know, don't hide your people. Don't hide people who live here for the other people who are just visiting. You don't need to do that because we're still here. We're still here, and they're still they're still going to be here regardless. Let's find a place for them to go, not a place to send them to and pick them up to take them to jail just so that no one has to realize that they're there. We know they're here. We work with them every day, and every every time that they're, they're shiploaded out doing a, doing a Grand Prix, we have to be the ones to catch them. We are the ones who represent the community and make sure they're fed and make sure they're kept and they have blankets to be able to where they are. So with that in mind, that is very, very irritating to me because silently, silently you can sweep things under the, the table. Just like the people in all over this, this world, there are genocide going on. There's all kinds of people, uh, there's all kinds of riches and oils, and people are making money off of these things, but it's all human human loss. You know, the reason I used to love diamonds, I used to love them until I really found out the, the backbone of how how I received my diamonds and how I was able to wear my diamonds. Now, today, I don't, I don't praise that. I don't glorify diamonds. Diamonds are not a girl's best friend if someone had to lose a leg or an arm to wear it. These are things to think about. So today, you know, as opposed to wearing some Native American uh, artifacts or jewels, that's what I stick to because you have to look at what it is that it took for you to get that. And if it took blood from some other individual to get what you have, then you know what? When you get, when you get to wherever you're going at the end of your life, you'll deal with that then. But I won't be taking it. I won't. Me and the people that I support won't partake in that. With that, I'm going to go ahead and do a check-in. It is now 8.28 p.m. You're here with KXRD Eugenia's Food Series, Sunday, July 22, 2012. Put a little something on your mind. And I'm going to send this shout-out to another lady out there who she she battled a lot to get to where she is, and she's not too ashamed to say it. So here you go.
everybody. You're back with Gina from Gina's Groove Theory. It is now 8.39, July 22nd, Sunday evening, 2012. Uh, we've been sitting out here talking about some serious issues. Uh, I do have a lot of... Uh, I know I wanted to go ahead and send a shout-out to, to you guys and let you guys know uh, that I know I was off air for a couple of days because I did have a... We had a family, a death in the family, and... Uh, so we're kind of dealing with that as well as uh, we're trying to keep uh, I'm trying to keep the station going. I'm going to be sharing some things with you guys, some up and coming uh, ways. As you guys know, I independently run this radio station, and this radio station is to serve community and community uh, events and the people who are within our communities, and not just this particular Long Beach community, but every community in every state in every city. This is a very uh, close uh, thing to me because I feel it's what God did intend for me to do. Uh, Those guys who believe in power, there is a creator that's greater than us, which I do believe. Uh, This is what my motive for this is. So I do need uh, a little bit of a resource, more information, more. uh, organizations uh, I did bring out Bring Change to Mind is an organization that Glenn Close set up uh, to end the stigma of mental illness. And most of you guys know I represent uh, a Department of Mental Illness in this in this city and uh, in any city. Uh, there uh, was uh, NAMI was out here last past week. I just found out, and uh, I, I employ any employees or any volunteers who work for NAMI to give us a call in, too, and let us know uh, about any issues out there. Uh, uh, you can find Bring Change to Mind, and that's Bring the Number 2 Change to Mind. Uh, bring Change to Mind. Bring Change the Number 2 Mind. Um, dot com. And uh, you can check out the website, too. But you can also post uh, your experience with what, you know, with, uh, it's not just about the people who battle with uh mental illness, but it's also about the families, too, because it's very difficult what I found out for my children and, and now as they're grown adults. Uh, what's really hard is for the family to get understanding, to, to find what it is that makes mom or dad or auntie or granddaddy do the things that he do. And and a, a lot of uh, you guys got to consider we're going to be having a, 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 a rash of, of young men and women coming back here with some serious issues. Uh, this is only this is what the future already is already in plan for us. So we already know, you know, we're not really getting back home with the uh, afflicted. We're only seeing the ones who are coming off these ships and the families and meeting them. You know, if nobody is not paying attention to, we're not seeing, except that maybe a couple of the, a couple of ones who were on Dance with the Stars, they still walk back. They still came back. They still, even though their outer shell has been damaged, they still had their inside shell. We're talking about the people who are going to come back who have been devastated, who are seeing things, sites that are beyond any of our imagination as they went over there and fought for this country. So keeping this in mind, you know, we're going to have to be there for them too and to get you guys in shape for being there, being there for them when they return home is to get our communities in shape, to get ready, to be able to handle the, the magnitude of young 
people, and there's going to be a lot of young people because most of our service people are young people. We're going to be coming back uh, maimed, uh, missing, amputee, uh, emotionally distraught, uh, hopeless. Hopeless is the worst thing you can be. Uh, I say hopeless is the lowest you can be. When you have no hope, that's the lowest you can be. You can be sad to be depressed, but when you're hopeless, that's where you get a lot of people doing the things that you say, why with that person? Because they got hopeless. If they turn that hopelessness into something where they destroy themselves, or they turn that hopelessness into something others. Okay, either way it goes. One life as opposed to 10 or 12 makes a difference. If it's one life, 12. Every life does Everybody does matter. Doesn't matter what your beliefs or what your past is, you count. You know, so for you out there who may be walking by a, a person who you've been seeing in your neighborhood who doesn't seem like he's eating, uh, give give him a dollar. I give him fifty cents. You know, if if they don't ask you for it, then maybe if your mind says it's going to use a dollar, just go ahead. But, uh, because you don't know who that person could be, you could save that person, not actually stopping that person from drinking or drugging, but you could be feeding. You know, the other day I was uh, at a little shopping center, and there was this lady who, uh, she, uh, actually I was in the smoke shop cigarettes, and, and this lady was trying to play DVD or something, and I thought she wanted a pack of cigarettes, so as I was walking out, she was willing, and he told her no, and as we were willing out together, she said, she was like, wow. She said, would you like a D? And I said, no, that's it. I, I don't. But I gave her a dollar. And she said, oh, thank you. She said, now I can go get me something to eat. And so I, I stopped. I thought she wanted a pack of cigarettes. That's why she was trying to. She was like, she just wanted something to eat. So I reached to my, my purse and gave her another dollar. And she went right on over to Burger King and got her something to eat. And she had, I would have just went by what I thought. You know, she's in the smoke shop. I'm thinking she wants some cigarettes. She's in a wheelchair, and she looks hungry as well, but how's what I've known. So I wouldn't make that step to do that. And she wheeled herself right on up in there, and she got herself to eat. And I walked away knowing that I did something. I did something as opposed to what I thought or what I thought I sh- or who she was or what she needed it for. You know, even though I was giving her that first dollar just to the, you know, get you a pack of cigarettes, that second dollar just even just clinched the deal for me. So with that, we're going to go ahead and check in on the time again. It is now 841, July 22nd, 2012. You're here with Gina on Gina's Groove Theory. I'll send out a little shout to you guys that may be out there. Well, uh, no, we're going to send this one out to uh, Africa. Here we go. Oh, 
It is now 8.35 in the p.m. You're here with KXRW's Long Beach's Your Community Connection and radio station. You're live here with Gina's Groove Theory. I have a friend who's going to sit in. She's going to send a shout-out to her loved ones out there who may be listening. Uh, she sat in with me, and she spoke about a very important issue that, we, that we're facing uh, in our communities as well. It's also another silent, uh, it's a silent, uh, uh, let's say silent predator. Uh, uh, domestic violence. Uh, here, here it is. Here's my my friend Stephanie. Say hello, Steph. Hello, hi. I would like to send a shout out to my daughter Star. Yes, I would like to send a shout out to my daughter Star. Also, Dominique, Clarky, and Gina. Most of all, um, for the lovely things she's doing for our community out there in our community and providing information for our community. These things, the topics that she's touching, is very important to all of us. Um, near and far that I think that that need to be adjusted, need to be addressed, and um, that she's addressing them right on time, right on the money, and putting the information out there for all of us to hear. And as she was saying, everything that that she's sending out there is true, and from the bottom of my heart, she is touching her, and she wants everybody to get back with her, give some kind of input, and we appreciate all of you guys listening to her, and um, I really do appreciate coming to you. Thank you. God bless you. Okay, everybody, that was Stephanie. She's sitting in with us, and she's also, she's had the uh, overwhelming uh, uh, emotional emotional uh, reaction that I had upon hearing as well that 
you know, we still have someone out there who is uh, seeking out our most uh, vulnerable uh, people out there. It does bother me a great deal. And, uh, you know, let's, let's uh, get with these, uh, these city officials, these police officers. Someone needs to, I mean, if we can have a, if we can have a McDonald's regardless of it, why can't we have, if we can have a McDonald's with a security guard out in front of it, why can't we have some security down there on Skid Row? Somebody watching out, somebody patrolling that area. You know, these are all issues. And I do believe, uh, if I'm not correct, I do believe that's the 48th District. And uh, if it is, I would double check and make sure. Uh, you know, out there, we need to have someone who is over them. You know, uh, they are really are hopeless and are helpless out there. And, uh, Somebody needs to have a watch eye for them because uh, just because we have homes and that we feel that you know we uh, are safe within those homes, what about those people out there who are living on the streets, in the streets, and that's the only thing that they have. So we must also uh, uh, be mindful of, of them as well. So when you go to bed at night and you turn off your light and you say your prayers. Uh, to to you to you know send out a little shout that they have a a rest a restful night tonight as well. Uh, I'm gonna go ahead and send out another shout. Grab me something to drink. It is now 8:48 in the p.m. You're live here with Gina's Groove Theory, Sunday, July 22nd, 2012. KXRW, your community connection internet radio station. Uh, two and two.
Hello, everybody. You're back with Gina from Gina's Theory. It is now 8.55 in the p.m. We're representing out here for KXRW, your community connection internet radio station. Gina, you're talking to. Uh, we've been saying a shout-out. My spirit is getting a little bit better uh, from a little bit earlier because I had got some information about, uh, you know, people out here in our community who are being uh, uh, attacked, uh, homeless community are being attacked in their sleep uh, uh, that kind of uh, kind of got me off with it. Uh, uh, that's a real uh, issue that's close to heart, but then also should be a close. You know, I mean, there it's kind of like the thing where, uh, you know, you if you accidentally uh, hit an animal in the street, you know, that's that's an accident. Pull over it, and uh, at least get the animal off the street, not to just roll over or think that uh, they don't matter. Or just like animals, human human life is important as as well. You know, if there's some of you out there that would do that to to come to aid and come to me as well. If you find that in your heart, you can share with the least of most the least consciousness, then you can do that for human beings as well.
just talking a little shit, man. Yo, so what's up? Push up, man. I'm going to catch up with it in a minute right now and see what she talking about. So set it straight, man. All right, y'all. I'll get back with you later, G. Chill. Oh, my love is all I have. And Grand Prix is very special. Oh, my life, I look for you. And today, your dream comes true. You need kind of special. you guys oh. hello you guys we're back with genius Groove theory i'm hearing that i'm having a little bit of interference with my uh with my mic so i'm gonna go ahead and send another shout out to you guys uh while fix this technical difficulty so hold on here's mary Jane. once again i don't want to do anything
everybody. You're back live with Tina from Tina's Group Theory. We're still working on the problems with the uh, with the uh, uh, technical issues that we're having. So I'm going to go ahead and send a shout-out to my daughter, Dominique, who's probably traveling home from work right now. Here's to you, baby, if you're listening.
Hi, everybody. You're live. Back with Gina from Gina's Groove Theory. While I'm still checking my equipment and making sure that you guys can hear me clearly, I'm going to go ahead and send another shout-out. Will you reminisce over me? Okay, this is a shout-out to all you people out here. It's 9.12 in the p.m., California, Long Beach, California, representing for KXRW, your community connection, Internet radio station live with Gina, Gina's Group Theory. Uh, today is July 22nd. While I go ahead and check for more di- uh, te- technical difficulties, here's another. Will you reminisce over me? I
Hello, everybody. You're live back with Gina's Groove Theory. It is now 9.18 p.m. in Long Beach, California, representing for KXRW, your community connection internet radio station. Uh, We've been out here discussing some of the uh, topics of this past week as well. Uh, And as I also do, as also make aware that uh, there are all kinds of atrocities and genocide going on around the world, and there are a lot of propaganda. Um, you know, a friend of mine who I've been kind of having some candid conversations along with my brother have brought out some uh, important issues. Uh, I did bring out the issue that uh, a lot of us out here now are being misled, uh, be it if you're in the West Coast or the East Coast, uh, which is always what divided uh, divided man is the North, the South, the West, the East. Well, we're trying to bring an end to the division between people in these communities that we live in. We're trying to bring awareness to issues that, uh, you know, no other way you would you find out these these important information. Uh, some of the things that they brought up here last Sunday, I believe it was last Saturday night, that we discussed were issues concerning uh, who's uh, uh, who's out there as far as uh, what, what's making the weather go go crazy. What's uh, What's what's going on with these? Uh, 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 we're having large amounts of uh, fish who are just coming, you know, just floating out of here and be down the beach. You know, this one particular fish. All these issues that we're dealing with is pretty much is that um, I don't know if it's we're destroying our our world as much as uh, we are allowing it to be destroyed by the big money makers. Um, I have a caller out there, and I think it is uh, my good friend. Uh, let's go ahead and say hello. Hold on. Oh, you? Yeah. Hello. Hi. Hello. Hi. Hello. Hi. Hi. Hello. Yes, I'm fine. How are you? Hey, I'm okay. So, how's okay. it going this evening with the show? Everything rocking and rolling. Everything's rocking and rolling as far as that I can see. Um, are you getting yeah. Are you getting the music? You guys are you're hearing music and so forth, right? Right now. Nothing's coming through. So you can't hear any music? Don't hear anything. Zero. Uh, Let's see. Oh, you know what? Maybe that's because, hold on. Basically, you know what we'll do? I know what it is. Okay. Um, This is how we'll do this. Hold on. It died after Reminisce. Oh, it died after Reminisce? So you can't can't hear anything at this point? No. Um, Let's let's see. No, and I'm testing YouTube, and I hear YouTube, but not you. So the air is dead right now. Okay, this is how we're going to do this. Now I see what it is. I'm going to go ahead and log off on this uh, system because I see where I went wrong, and that's probably why I can't get any um, I can't get any reception. So let's, let's hang on with me. Hang on with me. Let's see. Let's see how yeah, because I never dialed in. Actually, I've not, never dialed in, so I'm going to dial in on this, and that means I'm going to go ahead and cancel out the phone call and dial in. So hang on with me, okay? Hold on. Okay.
hello, hello, hello. Can you hear me now? What's that? Uh, I don't hear anything. Um. I can hear, no, I can hear you, but I don't hear your show. Um, hold on, I'll try again another route, but I don't think it's coming up. Um, and don't forget, sometimes if you have in another room a computer with speakers playing low, you can sometimes double check, you know, to make sure yeah, you're on air. I have a feeling it's still off air, though. But I'll check. I'm checking another um, link to see if it comes up. Uh, so, what did you change that may have stopped the sound? Gina, I can't hear you on the phone or on the radio. Hello, can you hear me now? Yes. You can hear I hear the now? blog talk tag, but hold on. Let's see if you start playing. Okay. How is that? Give it a second because sometimes it takes uh, give it a few seconds longer. Oh, yeah, do hear you. You're on. You're on. It's on. You hear me? Can you hear me now? Gina, you hear me? Yeah. At some yeah, point it came on. I'm not sure where, but you're live. Good to go. I'm not sure. Just keep rocking around. Okay. So you guys, you you can hear me now? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I don't know if it's the mic. It, okay, can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you on the phone. I can hear you on the radio. So at some point you did a button and things went live, probably two or three minutes before I realized or you realized. But it's all good. Let's 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 do this like Brutus. Yeah. You there, Gina? Okay, Gina, just so you know, I can't hear you. Okay. Okay, okay I just heard you. All right, yeah, I was letting yeah. everybody know that you're my good friend from the East Coast. Uh, you can go ahead and uh, if there's uh, anything uh, you'd like to say or any shout-outs you'd like to give before we get into our candid conversations like we do. Yeah, so I guess a shout-out to all the um, people out there that on the grind trying to make things, you know, pop off and work for themselves in life and, you know, make it happen. So, yeah, that's what I want to say, encourage people. Yeah, you and my brother touched on a lot of important issues last Saturday. You know, as the show came on this evening, I was informed about uh, what what the uh, community down here, uh, Skid Row, I don't know if you've heard of it, and I do believe probably every city has a Skid Row. That is where uh, the homeless people go to live in the major city. Uh, the city of Los Angeles, uh, I had just got word that uh, there was a predator of homeless people, which there are many uh, predators out here of homeless people who uh, actually killed three of the uh, people out there where they slept. So when I got that news, it kind of hurt me because it's, it's like more more so it's more a necessity 
to try to get communities together to try to put an end to some of this, uh, some of this mayhem. And uh, but then also too, just with the whole Colorado, I I touched on that too. Uh, you know, saying out my 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 good thoughts and my my prayers for people to come together in the community to try to put an end or try to prevent these kinds of occurrences if these occurrences are not just distractions. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, we've talked a lot about that. You know, I mean, as opposed, you have us out here who are putting out the word to let communities know that these are these are issues that we need to deal with. I mean, yeah. if I live across the street from you, it doesn't matter how much, you know, I pay for my rent or how much you pay for your rent, but we're all in the same community. What goes on, I mean, my children grow up with your children. You know, if if I have a seven-year-old and you have a seven-year-old, those kids are going to grow up and they might graduate from high school together. So that makes us, that makes it even so the more so that we should come together. You know? Definitely. Well, there are a few things stopping us from, not you and I, but us as in people generally from coming together. Um, and, and I would say the first, not necessarily in importance, but the first our list is uh, many of us think that we are better than the other person, and that could stem from teachings about racism to sexism. Guys might think they're better than the women to nationality. You know, somebody from Mexico versus America versus Canada versus Nigeria. And another important fact that you mentioned that I wanted to comment on is about Skid Row. Um, there are two aspects to that, at least from my perspective. One is stopping the insane person or criminal, however the person is deemed, at, you know, whatever their mental level. But the second is society itself is a very violent society. Uh, we drop bombs on nations and don't think about it, don't give people a trial. We have movies and TV shows that are, tend to be extremely violent and graphic and all these electronic games, many of them have songs that encourage children to, you know, be extremely violent, especially in our hip-hop world. Um, so it, it seems like a losing battle until society itself changes the environment that people are growing up in. We're not going to get roses if we keep, you know, not watering the plants with positive images. But our governments and leaders tend to expect teens and people that are challenged financially, et cetera, to do better than the actual people who run the nation. And it's not a realistic um, anticipation for them nor for us. So, But since I don't predict see them changing, I think it's up to community leaders to make those changes or in little groups, whether it's just a guy talking to another guy or a sister and a brother talking or children. And then maybe from that grassroots movement, people can uh, come together, galvanize additional support, and make changes both on the nonprofit level and on the political level. So society is sick. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, uh, like I tell a lot of people, the only way we, we can make a, deep, a change in it is to get actively involved. You know, I think like we spoke before, I said there's a lot of people out here who are saying uh, this and, you know, pointing the finger at other people. But, you know, as I'm told, saying, you know, point the finger back at yourself 
and make you accountable for what goes on in your community, in your world, in your cities, in your state. Um, and and the, the information that you've given me just within that and the research I have been doing is, is very beneficial, yet beneficial for me and beneficial for others. Uh, I think a lot of it is that a lot of people, uh, they have the inside information. This is this is what gets me. They do have the inside information. They have, I mean, they know the go-to places. They know where people can get respect. I started this radio uh, show. You know, I started with my niece and nephew, but then, not, you know, that my niece and nephew, you know, when people ask me, well, you know, you know, I didn't have any problems with showing anybody how to do it or how to do it or do it to be able to be a voice in your community. It's, it's easily done. It's, it's not a it's not a big. Uh, but then I found, you know, you have people there. You know, I guess. Some of them feel, you know, if they give away their top secret to someone else from it, exactly what needs to be done. Some benefit of confusion. I mean, that's how you can work. You know, I mean, don't put it, don't be yourself, but forward to someone else. It doesn't have to be your life paying for the college that you have to help. What are any of You know, with your help, you've shown me things that in which I can touch on a, a, a different here I found this radio station solely out of my own purse. You know, you've given me insight. I'm an author. I mean, I'm an, I'm a, I'm a testimony. You can have what it is want to have your heart in the right, your mind in the right place. And it's just not all about you. I mean, That's pretty true. much. I mean, when, when you get when you get past that, expecting people to, uh, you know, benefit from what you do, you should want people to benefit from what you know. Just like you, you don't even know me personally, but you passed on things from me to learn. That's how we grow, right? I'm wrong. Mm-hmm. I agree. You, you By the way, what, I mean, to what the end? To what the end? Some of your signal is getting intermittent. Oh, so is, am I getting a little bit broken up right now? Uh, yeah, and I'm checking both as I listen to you and listen to the actual airflow on the radio. Um, but I'll continue. I'll make a point while, you know, you might see what... How is that? At. Is that better? Is that better right um, there? I can't tell yet because there's a delay. Okay, is there a the delay radio. in my... Yeah, so okay. I can. Yeah, we'll we'll know in a second. But what I was going to say okay. about what I understood about what you said is that um, I think there's a micro level and a macro level. On the micro level, each person is responsible for you know ins- empowering and ensuring that they can do the best for themselves and their family. But on the macro level, whether it's on a state level or national, federal level, or internationally, there are organizations that we pay taxes for and there are organizations that get grants that are supposed to do certain jobs. And in our community, we tend to end up having to do it on our own, whereas when things happen in other communities, politicians, presidents, and kings and queens get active. Now, the problem with that is 
I mean, it's so many levels to it. But the big problem is how do you expect a group that is already financially challenged and um, educationally, you know, we tend to have the worst schools. How are they going to find the resources to take care of their own business when probably 99% of our money, whatever we, the limited amount we get that comes in, goes right back out? So it's a huge strain on grandparents and aunts and our extended relatives. Um, so I just wanted to say that that it's, it's hard, extremely hard. I think it will take us both doing what we can, but also simultaneously trying to push whatever it, uh, nonprofits and government agencies and United Nations um, entities and European court, et cetera, to, to help out. Uh, otherwise, you know, we could easily burn out. Well, you know, I had mentioned the other day that I did find out that the organization agency that I work through out here in Long Beach is not just mm-hmm. here in California. It is in other states. So uh, I also want to throw that out there, that if you have a MHA in your area, MHA, that's Mental Health America, in your city or state, uh, you know, find out, research, and see if you do have an MHA. Uh, if you do have an MHA uh, out there, and, and that's to the listeners out there, if you have an MHA agency in your town, that that's the number one place to go ahead, go in, and send your people who may need evaluation, who may need resources, who may need homes, finances, help with getting their benefits. Those are people who don't have identification. They don't have birth certificates. They're, you know, I mean, find out in your in your cities and states. What agencies are there to help with assistance with these issues? I mean, because there's a lot of people out here who don't have any documentation. They don't even, I mean, they don't even know where they were born, let alone do they know where, you know, who their parents were, you know. So that, that, an MHA or an MSC, a, a multi-service center in your area as well. Mm-hmm. I know. found their main webpage, and it is um, N like national, M like mental, H like health and A like America dot org. So that's N M H A dot org. That's the main website for the national organization. But they there are also subsidiary organizations um for different states and they have different websites. For example in Westchester mm-hmm. it's M H A Westchester dot org. Wow. So maybe if okay. people go to the NMHA, the main website, then from there search for, you know, the by the specific region that they live in to be taken to the portal. And the other option is to type in a search engine like Google.com or uh, Yahoo.com to type in MHA mental health and then an additional search string, which would be the state and city that they live in. And I'm sure that in their search hits, uh, their state's uh, you know, site would come up. Well, just like my mentor who was sitting right here next to me, he just said, too, he said, you know what, it doesn't really depend on the MHA, but, and he is a worker and has been an employee there for 16, 17 years. He says that it does, what, it, what we could start off by doing is, uh, when we wake up and we walk outside in the morning and we see the face, the first face that we see is to say, good morning, and how was your day? He said we could start off a little bit by that, by offering up a, a happy, a happy as opposed to some of us approaching people, you know, with a negative point of view, uh, uh, you know, as, as though 
that we don't that we feel they don't exist. Would you like to go ahead and put and speak? If you want to speak, it better be greatly appreciated because it's better said than than I said. Oh, hold on, here we go. This is my mentor, Cherokee Morrison, here in London. Uh, excuse me, brother. You're, you're very educated, and I respect you a great deal. But you know, there's no 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 college here. I know teach you how to smile at someone and say good morning to you. How are you today? You know, we're busy on our cell phones. We're trying to teach you life. We're trying to pay bills. We're trying to do all these things, and people are lost. Their their souls have just have no one that gives them a smile to say good morning. How are you today? Regardless of how you look or where you come from, just a smile. That, that, that's what I try to do every day of my life. I'm so grateful to be here. Thank you. Oh, I, I wasn't suggesting that. Oh, I no, he wasn't. Smile. No, he, yeah. he wasn't saying to you. He wasn't saying to oh, me. Oh, people. As, as a, yeah, people. Because oh, oh okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he wasn't saying to you. He's generally speaking to everybody out there. The audience, because yeah. It worked, yeah, okay. it has worked for him. I mean, this is what he has taught us. He taught us how Basically, to. Yeah, uh, that's not, not just about education or money. It's just empower yeah, people by uh, just saying hello. You remember we spoke about that when I said we don't even say hi to each other in the street. It's just like, right. what you looking at? <laughs> yeah, it's like, who are you? You know, or maybe you're after my boyfriend or friend or something like that. Or you're looking at me in the wrong kind of way. Or you're from the East Coast and I'm from the West Coast. Yeah. Same issue. Oh, you yeah. You know, I mean, yeah. or. You're hip hop rap, and I'm, you know, I'm gospel. You know, it it doesn't make a difference about what back or background. You're Native American, I'm black. I'm you're white. You know, just like those two callers I had out there. Much respect to them. I wish, I wish they would call on in. You know, and be out here and be, you know, it, it, it pretty much informed that everything. You know, they had a they in their town. One of one of the young guys in his town. He said he's from Austin, Texas. He made a reference to that there's a lot of black people in a particular uh, community. And it's like, he's like, well, they all get ghetto. And, you know, I had to inform him, and I think you put me on point about the uh, word actually, or uh, it was my friend Brian who put me on point about where the word ghetto came from. You know, they want to stop, stop associating people with stereotypes, associating people with eco- economical difficulty. You know what I'm saying? Because you know what? Like, like I had to learn. It could one... You know, it could one day be you who's on the other side of that coin, you know, who one day you could be having riches, you could be a millionaire, and the next day uh, everything, I mean, hey, it happens. Everything could just fall off and you have nothing, and then you're going to have to be on the other side, and you're going to see how the other side lives. And don't let it be such a, a grump situation to where you feel you can't exist or you got to take a couple of people out with you. You know, let, let it not get to that point. When you learn how to understand the way other people live, and understand that, okay, well, these people have this issue, but they shouldn't be classified by the race, they shouldn't be classified by the gender, by the sexual preference, any of that doesn't make a difference. Religion, all of that makes no difference. You know, they're people. They're people. And if we can get that across to anybody out there, which all of us are saying tonight, we are all people. And we all have to at least take responsibility to make sure that, you know, I mean, you can't sit back and say, well, you know, your crime in your city is bad, but you don't do anything. I mean, there are neighborhood watches. There's all kinds of, you know, I mean, if you want to make a difference and you want to get it out of your town, don't stay, you know, hold up in the house. Uh, get out there and go to your city hall meetings like I enforce people to do. 
in this city, I go to, hey, I've been to many city hall meetings, and I'll go to many, many more to, to represent and to hear what is going on in your city. You know, what is the money being spent on? You know, I had a question about the California lottery. You know, I still, from my understanding, Steve Harvey, the comedian, actor, slash, uh, actor slash, what, stand-up cop comedian, he said that the best deal needs money for books. It's like, okay, well, what is the California lottery doing? It's supposed to be built to, to help with the California schools. Now, I'm seeing some schools being built, but if they still need books, then something is wrong with that if we're still making millionaires every so often. You know, so who is really getting all the money? Is the schools getting it for the books, or is just people? Or are we just making California's uh, most elderly rich? You know, because really, all of that is just all about pouring that money in, paying, you know, buying that ticket, you know, for fortune and fame, and all you're doing is pouring money into the pockets of who? Yeah, publishers. You understand what I mean? They got the Powerball. They got this. They got. You know, where is the money going? Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, I know they, New York. You, you guys have a lottery out there, too? Uh, in some schools and settings, yes, where parents have to, if they're interested in getting their child into a supposedly good school, it's up to a lottery. And, of course, there aren't enough places for all the children. And the bigger problem is even if they had, you know, 50% of the children that could get in, that's 50% that won't. They need to really address fixing the big problem instead of plugging it with a few people you rescue from, you know, out of 100%, maybe 10%. I was speaking on this um, topic to some entertainers tonight, and they were younger, much younger than us, I presume. And their position regarding something like, you know, hi and what's up would be totally different than ours, meaning a lot of the young people, you know, uh-huh. Now, I'm not saying I agree with it. What I'm saying is that us saying hello to young, some of the young folks, not all, their thinking would be, you know, what am I supposed to do with that? You know, I'm, I'm going to try to find me some, some, some cash. Um, and I think that it's, it's a tough barrier to break through because they may have heard from, you know, some groups knocking on their door with certain religious messages, et cetera, but not with jobs not with anything tangible. Um, so so sometimes we're dealing with two mentalities. One is a logical one where we're looking at it as, you know, more um, rational uh, people thinking, hey, you know, we can break down some doors one way. And many of the, the young folks, at least where I live, much, much of their mentality is you know, very different. So I'd be interested to know how your friend, um, you know, thinks to break through that in my community. Yeah, also, um, I guess, you know what, what could be, what could, I can make a call out too, as well as, I know, like I said today, there's not just one Cherokee Morrison in Long Beach. I know there are others, they might not wear the same name, but there are other Cherokee Morrisons out there across the world who do, that do good. I mean, because you, you can't say to me that there's nobody else, I, I mean, I look at this man as a great, you know, I mean, because this man has done his more than his share of, of, of working with, I mean, he's taught me, and I want to carry the torch. But I know there are other community people out there who uh, fight for the community, who who live within the community, who try to make a difference within the community that maybe maybe we can uh, see what's going on with our youth programs. Like I spoke about my cousin Johnny down here in L.A. You know, he's uh, 
he's from one of the uh, uh, biggest gangs out here. He changed his life, turned his life around. Him and the son of Tip Williams, uh, Trayvon Williams, and started a basketball uh, team. I had started it's just for years now. You know, trying to keep the youth from getting into gangs and, and you know giving them something, giving them a hope. Like he explained to me, he said that if 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 he were he and Trayvon were in place, you know, they operate out of Southwest Los Angeles, much that out there you guys too. He said if he were he and Trayvon weren't in place, then a lot of the boys that come to and it's not just boys who are uh, uh, you know who have an outlet. They're they're boys from all different types of backgrounds, boys with different living situations, boys living in foster homes. You, you know these. If not for them stepping up, then they wouldn't have anybody to turn to. You know, the, who would this young man go to if all he can go to, like I spoke about, the, I witnessed uh, a young boy getting jumped into a gang, and it made me sick. So if we have that type of older individual who's standing over watching, you know, this, this jump in, this gang jump in, I know it got to be, uh, for every bad person he is, it has to be at least one positive person who's, you know, willing to, as, as opposed to get a kid to get into some a bad element, as opposed to getting them into something that's good. Yeah. Mm. You are the yeah, that's deep. Yes. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, I mean, if, if there's he, if that's him out there doing what he feels is helping the youth, which, you know, don't don't let it be some loud, some loser who has your kid in the alley getting jumped in by these other kids. I mean, uh, you know, also, too, it takes a, you know, I know that there's a lot of parents out here who are single parents. There's a lot of single dads out here. There's a lot of single moms out here. There's a lot of working people out here. But then we do have to pay attention, just like you do, pay attention to our, our children and, you know, who they're being around. And that also, too, depends on, you know, I see a lot of young people, you know, no names included, they, you know, let the kids go over to their friend's house. You know, and I asked the question, I said, do you know uh, the parents of that kid? Oh, well, no, well, you know, well, I'm, I'm telling you, just, just because of personal experience, you need to know where your kids are, who they, who your kids are hanging with, what are the parents like, because see, what you might not put up in your home, they might. And that's the scary thing. Yeah. You know, everybody's not on the right same page. You know what I'm saying when it comes to rearing. You know, some people smoke weed with their children. Some people get high with their children. And if your kid is there in the environment, that adult who's getting high with their own child will get high with your child. And then you know what? You have a problem. Point blank. Know what your kids are doing. It's not being a police. And if you're being a little bit more policing, if you're policing them a little bit, oh, well. You know, just put on your badge and just go on it. You got to do what you have to do because you can't say, well, I didn't give it a try or don't let anyone come come tell you that your child has been injured or your child has been involved in something that you say you didn't even know. What is your take on this whole Colorado thing? Um, it may be a false flag operation, um, which would be a, a an event that was uh, organized and orchestrated in an effort to convince the public to think a certain way, just like uh, I'm not the only one that thinks this, just like September 11th probably was, and just like the underwear bomber actually uh, was wow. a CIA uh, person funded by them, and 
I don't know about the shoe bomber, but same thing. So my point being that even in the event of some unfortunate uh, lives lost, the system tends to take such situations and twist it into a nationalistic mentality and then tell us, okay, we're going to search you at the airport and have people feeling up your you know, underwear and we're going to take away certain more rights. But overall, the society expects the individual not to be violent, but yet our society is violent. Um, I've done um, some pickets and hunger strikes and different things, but I find that there, there are only some people that really care. In other words, you know, some people will see a picket sign or a hunger strike and be moved, and some people couldn't care less for various reasons. One, maybe they're benefiting from the, by the, from the system. Or two, they're not benefiting like some young people, and their mentality might be, you know, what's that doing for me? I need, I need some, some checks, cheese right now. Um, so Colorado and Oklahoma and New York World Trade are all, I think, um, indications that the society itself is sick from the top down, but that we expect the bottom to behave well and the top to send drones over to drop on villages, little bombs, etc. It's a sick society. Um, I don't know if the politicians are willing to address that typically because, you know, their job, I think, is typically to do what will benefit first the super rich and then the middle class. I hardly ever hear politicians talk about the very poor unless, you know, it's an occasional piece of bread that they want to, you know, throw out to poor. An occasional piece of bread or crumb. Yeah, they wanna, yeah you know, whether it's proverbial or literal, there isn't really a sustained effort to change things. Changing the uh, school system, just as a specific example, wouldn't be hard. I've, I've taught and been a vice principal, and I, you know, I feel really confident that with the right teachers and the right principals, you can change. You have schools in some of the poorest countries that don't have computers and books, but they at least get their, you know, reading and writing and, and foundations down. So how can we not, after spending millions of dollars on contracts with publishing companies and uh, book distributors and, and, and even, you know, basic computers in the class, how can we not? Because most teachers, and I know I've spoken to them, will blame the parents. Well, you know, we can't do anything because the parents aren't doing their part, but that's really a, a cop-out because you can go in and I've done it and um, make a difference in a child's life even when there are no parents around. A child's living with a grandmother, coming in hungry, give them some breakfast and nurture them and, and teach them. But a bigger part of the educational system's problem is that they teach a very Eurocentric uh, education and it's a turn off to many, you know, Hispanic and Native and Chinese and Black and African children. They may not be able to articulate it, but they know something's not right with this. I don't hear about my people. I only hear about the man, you know. Um, yeah. uh, and like, what was it that I do believe it was my brother Bishop said? He said that, uh, oh, no, by the way, it was Dr. Amos Wilson who said, uh, if, in fact, that we are going by a European uh, learning system uh, and European being the lowest 
on the totem pole for education and and for our 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 learning ability, us being the lowest. So why are we uh, why are we teaching uh, uh, in our schools this 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 particular uh, uh, way? Uh, I, you know what I had a I had a very affluent uh, shout out to Tammy Tubman. Her son had mentioned to me uh, one day I was picking him up from school and he had mentioned to me now he's a very sharp young man. He said to me, I said, well, you having trouble? He said, I'm having trouble in history. And I said, well, you know, I said, well, Auntie Gina, she's pretty good at history. I said, well, you know, you know, what is it? He said, you know what? It's not that I can't learn it. It's just that it's any sense to me. I don't know why it is. <laughs> this is a young man. I think he's nice, right? He said, it doesn't make any sense to me. Why do I have to learn this history that I'm being taught? And I, I, yeah. I'm just, you know, it's not that he... It was struggling, you know. I'm thinking he may be struggling with the dealing. He's just struggling with the fact that why is it that, and you know, that's the same thing they say about math. Why is why do we have to learn math? Why do we have to, you know? And and I, I had to learn over a period of time that math is involved in everything that we learn, and so on and so on. You know, that's what we're being told, and that's what we're being taught. But then when he said that to me, I said, Wow, you know, really, well, how can I say to him? Uh, well, let Auntie help you with that history when he's just saying, in other words, he feels like it's a waste of time for him. Yeah. And he is a smart young man. He, it feels like it's a waste of time. He doesn't even want to even go. And, and then also, too, yeah, the history. I mean, when you get into this particular uh, this conversation, that means you have to change the whole history of what our learning system is built on. I mean, and are they really going to be willing to do that, uh, willing to tell the, the stories and the horrendous horrendous tales of how this America, what we call America, has been made on and how it was practically on whose back. Nobody's going to tell that. Yeah, and in fact, in some states, they're talking about eliminating any um, aspects of education that may lead to the notion that there was much suffering by slaves and Native Indians. They're not going to remove World War One, World War Two, World Trade Center info, but they want to extract info that is harmful to us. Um, but a lot of it started from between uh, slavery, well, official slavery, and the, the legal case Brown versus the Board of Education. Up until then, uh, we really were, you know, locked out of the typical school system, and the public schools then in most communities worked. What happened after Brown versus Board of Education? I was fortunate to meet um, a relative of one of the lawyers, actually, that also talked to me about this. So I'm talking from some additional experience that after that, then they decided, okay, you know, the schools in urban communities won't work, but the schools in, you know, poor and middle-class white communities will work. And even when uh, Booker T. Washington and W.E.D., E.B. Du Bois were having their back-and-forth discussions regarding education, what type of education. The two groups that emerged from that, one group was uh, bourgeoisie, um, you know, an uppity type of uh, supposed intellectual who typically had no consciousness in the struggle, really. And the flip side were Booker T's group who even though there is a huge place and a demand and a high value on what Booker T was pushing, which was more hands-on crafts and uh, mechanics, et cetera, which is a huge 
hugely successful and respectable industry, it was also not taking into account that some people are not kinetic type. They don't work well with their hands. We, we all are born with certain, you know, some of us are more visual, some of us are more kinetic and hands-on, and others are uh, a mix of both, and some are more sound. So you limited right there to either a snobby group or a group that may not perfectly fit you. My daughter, it would fit perfectly. She loves to work with her hands. One of my sons, he would just be, you know, clueless. So I don't think things have changed drastically um, since Brown was his Board of Education and Booker T. Washington and W.E.B. Du Bois and up to now. Um, in fact, I see things as really getting worse. And the solution is both discussing it, I, I just think in my humble opinion, discussing it, but also some proactive action on the you know micro level, individual, family, and then on the national, international level. Um, so if people are not attending PTA meetings, for example, we tend not to um, show up, you know, take notes, write letters, and generally the schools won't do much to help you. I went through it at one point before I started extracting my kids from the school system. Um, and so when they do nothing, write another letter and then write to the Department of Education. In fact, write the mayor or governor and city council, et cetera, first so that you have that paper trail on such and such a date. I told the school that they keep pulling my child out and he's not motivated and they da da da. Then when they don't do anything, or you might get a cute boilerplate letter, thank you for writing the mayor, you know, blah, 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 he'll look into it, nothing happens. Then you write the, uh, you know, federal level. And I found that they did nothing. And then you write United Nations and uh, some international organizations for education. Meanwhile, teaching your children you know, when they come home and, and hopefully finding a mentor. But we have so many challenges, man. It's, you know, that's just one of them that we're, we have to work on as a people. Yeah, but it will overcome. It's going to work out. Yeah, with us, with us putting our heads together and working every day, working, working, you know, as much as I can, uh, on top of working on some of the things that you've given me. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and say what time it is. It's now 10.01 p.m. in Long Beach, California. You're here with Gina's Blue Theory. You're out here with Jay and Gina, and it is July 22nd, 2012, here at Gina's Blue Theory. Um, you know, one of the main, uh, one, one of the things that just came to mind is is also to, uh, uh, you know, calling, like like I said about the uh, assemblyman that uh, I'm going to be interviewing in the next, uh, hopefully, the next few weeks coming up. Uh, he's he's out of the district, uh, 40, 48th district is, he, is, is the district he's fighting for. Uh, uh, you know, I mean, since this November is, you know, I mean, the coming up elections, and the elections are all wide, worldwide. Uh, what we need to do is to uh, start you know, requiring these people, as opposed to looking at them on the ballot, let's start and inquiring. Uh, see where these debates are coming in from. Uh, follow your politicians that you're thinking about voting for. Uh, they have Facebook. They have uh, emails. They have, you know, send them out some messages. Ask them some questions that you have concerning. I mean, you have to kind of get out to them a little bit. I mean, you know, everybody's going to want to vote for me, vote for me. If I, if I was running, I want you guys to vote for me, too. But the deal is, am I going to be able to be in place to do the job that is needed, that this community needs, or am I here to just 
uh, you know, fat cat and had my family's rolling in city official vehicles uh, and money's being spent. And then the next thing you know, I'm going to be caught. And, you know, it has been rapid out here in California. This Southern California, as far as the bail situation, the bail garden situation, and they're going to be, uh, from my understanding, Compton. Compton has went bankrupt. All these cities, all these city officials are being caught with their hands in the cookie jar, and they're spending the monies, and they're doing what they want to do with the monies, while all of us are sitting back worrying about what the details is going on with uh, the basketball wives and everything. You know, if you turn that off a little bit, because you know, I'm feeling, I'm feeling, I'm hearing a lot of, well, the basketball wives, you know what? That's another one of the, that's another one of the new world distractions right there. Uh, Basketball-wise, that is not displaying what is going on in your city. I mean, no, no disrespect, hey, to to, to uh, Shani, Shani Shaxwise who started it. That's real, that's real grand. It's okay with all these reality TV shows. The reality shows really, it, the reality show is that there's lives being lost all over. You know, our homes are disrupted. People are not getting along with people. People are starting to build up groups. To my understanding, there's all kinds of hate groups coming up, and, and everybody's anticipating this big, you know, race war battle. You know, no one is, is speaking up to say, no, this is not going to go on. No one is speaking up to say that they want to be a part in it to stop if there is, if there is. The only way people know about who you are or your traditions or your heritage is unless you tell them. You know, everybody will view you as what the TV says. The media says, well, you know, all you guys got going on is killing and mayhem, you know, and and, and hurting, drug dealing, whatever. That's all you see. When people mention South Central Los Angeles, they don't think of growing. They're, they're thinking about how you may get killed if you go down the river. You know, so the case is, let's dispel some of this. You know, watch has changed a lot. You know, down there, I, I go past there, hey, I'm one, too, don't want to do, ro- roll through the neighborhood, and, you know, catch a bullet. The case is I've hit around those corners, and, you know, they're building up these communities. Some, there are some different changes going on. It's not just the same old before the Rodney King riot. You know, they have rebuilt some of Los Angeles. There are some gas stations there where we're in it. I mean, there's all kinds of different schools being built. You know, there's a lot of good things going on in and around our communities. Also, too, let's stop destroying our our communities and our world as it is, too. I mean, have to make sure that the man, like you said, the man, he needs to pay a piper, too. I mean, who who, who does he pay his taxes to is what I want to know. Who does the man pay his taxes to? I mean, because I know where everybody else's taxes go to the man, but where the man, where's the man paying his taxes? That's a question I'd like to ask. And I think we can get those those answers, just like we were talking about Occupy. You know, make yeah. them call, make them make them answer to where's my money. <laughs> you, know, you guys want to do something? You know, everybody at the same time on the same day, walk into your establishment, your banking institution, and demand your money all at nine o'clock a.m. when they all open. Okay, well let's make it ten or let's make it twelve because on the East Coast it'll be it's it's our our twelve is your nine. So let's make it at 12 here in California. And everybody walk in and say, give me my money. And let's see what we what we get from that. If they don't come out with your cash or if they give you an excuse, then you already know, hey, it's all been a sham. Mm-hmm. There wasn't anything in the world in the first place. Because like you said, it's a lot of what, funny money going on these days? You and my brother spoke about this funny money. See, I say there's a whole bunch of IOUs inside the Federal Reserve. There ain't no gold bars. Mm-hmm. You guys say there's a lot of <laughs> What monopoly money flowing? So, yeah. even there's no dollar today, or what? 
What is all that all work, right? You said, how does it work? No, I'm saying worse. What is a balance today worth, really? I don't think it's worth anything. Just I was doing bank with no. Now, when you go into a want to, you want to take out a loan. They ask you for collateral. You get for the the loan or something. Well, how these, these institutions, these banking institutions, can go to the president and take the. We need to out, be it yes. the bailout on the high bailout or the visual level. Yeah, your your signal. The bailout. Your signal is um, distorted. I'm not sure if it's going out on the air like that, but I, I, I haven't heard really clearly what you said. Um, well, it was not me. See the signal. When that one here, along, you're anything. Okay. Hello? Hello? Yeah. Hello? 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 Yeah. Can uh, you hear I, me? You, you can hear me? I'll just Yeah, that's not me. That's not me, actually. Because oh. I haven't switched anything, changed any, nothing. Yeah. No, that's so why that I must, mentioned last that time be. that there's something else going on. Yes, it is. Now, I'm, I'm listening to... I'm listening to... Um, the signal, but there's about a four or five minute delay. Oh yeah, I hear it online also. So it's not. I was thinking initially that it was my phone, but it's something else going on. So it's not me. It's yeah. not me. But like I said, that question is, you know, hey, come on, you know, yeah. Where? I mean, when you pull up that, when you when you say that, I mean, you walk up in there and you ask for your your, your money. You say, hey. You know, I mean, I, I don't see any any purpose playing like, or, you know, you tormenting or torturing yourselves out there, you know, or putting your, I mean, I mean, if you're going to do anything like that, I say fasting will be the best thing if you want to fast or something, but as opposed to staying outside in the park all night long, you know, you know, you think that's going to prove something or change something? It's just not. You know how many homeless people are in our park out here just on a regular? And Lincoln Park, shout out there to you guys out there at Lincoln Park. I know it might be kind of cold tonight, but the case is they're out there 24-7. So the people who were part of Occupy, they just came out there and kept them company pretty much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think there's I other a, ways that you can deal with it. Huh? I, I have an idea on, on a somewhat related topic, but regarding the station itself and your um, signal that gets degraded sometimes. If you write them an official you know, letter and send them a copy or they could listen to the show and ask them to explain, you know, clearly why this is happening to your show when I've heard other shows on that this is not happening to, um, you know, push them to investigate it because they have to be able to explain what's technically going on. Um, okay, you know, well, I'm going to go ahead and send it. I'm going to go out and send a message to them right now. Yeah, at the end, because it's really not right. You put time in, you bring in, you know, associates, and and, and the signal gets degraded. So. I'm, I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to put them in, and 
but but right now it sounds it seems like it's clear, but you know, so anyways, that's one thing, but no, from what I could gather, you were making some valid points, and uh it's all like a cycle, you know a, a cycle of um pros and cons that that we have to deal with with the banks, the federal reserve system is a private well the federal bank uh main bank is a is a private corporation in America. And um, so that's a big part of the problem. Once they infiltrated and took over the, the Federal Reserve Bank, that led to real loss of power uh, from people. Not that the banking system was, you know, wonderful before that, but it got much worse. It's really it's not controlled by the U.S. government anymore, but by a private corporation. So that's like a private corporation controlling your water, your electricity, your telephone, your Internet. Why? Because once somebody controls the money, in effect, they're controlling, you know, basically everything else, excluding our thoughts. And even that, there's a Japanese invention that makes people move left and right. It's unbelievable. So we're in very serious times right now. Yes, desperate, desperate, desperate Mm -hmm. times for desperate measures, like I was telling you about the DVD. You know, uh, he... uh, 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 Dr. Anderson estimates that maybe by the year 2012, uh, we we will be the in the four, fourth population. Uh, uh, we'll be the fourth population as opposed to being the second, uh, and that it's going to be a lot of uh, it's going to be the world is going to be against this one particular uh, race, and uh, you know there's not going to be anybody that's going to be acceptance of you um, if we pretty much have lived. That's why I say, you know, for the the callers that I did have out there, a couple of two guys out there, it's like, you know what, my 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 goal, my 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 purpose for them being out here was for me to share with them that their their image of what they perceive in their town as uh, colored people uh, are 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 just low and pretty much don't want to do anything, no education, just want to smoke weed and all the extra, you know, because that's the mentality of what you get. You know, uh, don't let it be that everybody, you know, puts you in a class of people. You know, come out here and represent. Come out here on this station and represent who you are and where you're calling from and what you're about, what it is that you do in your life, in your community, to kind of kill the stigma of what, you know, the media or anybody else has to, to say or perceive you to be. You know, show who you are. You know, represent for your community. Represent for your people, for your culture, for your your race represent and say this is not you know not all of us think this way not all of us think that way uh you know say that you have a uh a kin you have a kinship with other people and that you have no prejudice or no bias against anybody and stick your mind that that's that's the best thing i just sent out i'm just sending out this email to them and uh uh gonna see if they get back with me and let me know why it is my signal and why is there interference. Yeah. While you yeah. do that, can I um discuss gangster rap and it's Yes, you can. Yeah, and, and is is your additional guest still there or he he's gone? Uh you know, he's kinda laid back. He uh, he's he's just pretty much laid back. He's still here. Oh, okay. He's just again. Um, let me go ahead okay. and send a shout out. It is now ten fifteen. It's gonna be ten fifteen in the PM. You're live here with Gina's Groove Theory. Tonight is July twenty second, two thousand twelve. 
you go right ahead and uh, give us your input on that gangster rap. Okay, and, and I'd be interested if if he wanted to give his perspective also because you know the diverse perspectives add to the the energy level. But I was speaking with some brothers tonight about the gangster rap and the negative side of it, and they were extremely not all, but mostly defensive of the raps that talk about, you know, killing each other and doing, you know, really gross acts with people's mother and wife, et cetera. Um, and their defense was that fans, young people, know it's just um, a game. It's just entertainment. When, you know, I, I know I speak to my children and I speak to other children, and some of them do know it. Others uh, don't really understand and even some of the ones that do think, oh, it's just a game, do tend to start using the same type of language, and um, uh, it desensitizes them and us to the damage. So I was asking them, why can't we take that same intellect but apply it to something more funky but still positive, meaning why does it have to be negative to get a point across? In white society, you listen to some of the music the white kids listen to, and it's not all about killing each other. It is in the games, the electronic games generally, but not in the music. You know, they they get down and they can talk about love and regular relationships. Why, you know, we Justin Bieber and those guys ain't going out there talking this stuff, you know. And so I was also explaining that originally hip hop was not like this, you know, but it ties to the shooting in Colorado and it ties to you know. Uh, world trade, et cetera, again, because society is violent and our communities tend to have lots of violence and it seems as though artists, A&R and artists in hip-hop especially, think that we have to just talk about that as opposed to the brother who has his daddy in jail but his mommy is taking care of all the bills or the sister who's living with, you know, grandma and grandpa and how she's making it happen or the brother that didn't finish grade nine but he's on the streets homeless and trying to, you know, get a little gig. That's the same reality. But 99% of what we're hearing, at least in rap, tends to be bling, violence, slap a low, and, you know, kill an ego. And uh, it's just really, I think, destructive. Yeah, I was just uh, talking yeah, to, to the bishop. He's going to be calling out here shortly. Uh, so he can go ahead and give his input because I know he has a thing, he has a, a input on the whole gangster rap and because uh, he has a son who's a rapper but he's a Christian rapper and uh, okay. he he raps about God he raps about and he just dropped his CD here uh, I think about two months ago and to hear uh, my nephew uh, you know rap about God was it was incredible because we had a, a, a fundraiser for the old station I was with. And you know there were all these rappers and all these underground rappers out here, and they all they all behaved like young gentlemen. They all were there. And when my nephew got up there and he was rapping about God, it was like the 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 over the over overcoming of all of those young men out there who were had been saying, rapping about B-I-T-C-H-S and all the extra. They to see how they you know they gave him so much love and they i mean they really really rocked to what he was to what he was was preaching that lets me know that there's some of them out there who they have hearts as well you know they don't just i mean they supported him as though he was out there cussing and you know calling women b i c c he was preaching about, he was rapping about god 
and for me to see that, that was that was encouraging to me. That was like wow. Okay, I mean, and he did it, you know. And so that's one young man out there who's making a difference with changing hip hop from not just it talking about, you know. And also Will Smith, he's another one. You know, he never rapped about calling girls out of their names. He only represented positivity. I mean, you know how you can get somewhere, what you can do. And there are other rappers out there now. As far as now, what you said about the young people saying, yeah, you know what? Uh, it was a little skit that they had. They had about, uh, yeah, I was looking at David Chappelle, something about, and and how he had the the, the guy who thought he was uh, white or whatever. That <laughs> it was a skit on there where he yeah. rolled up on this car, this convertible yeah, car blind. with these. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, he's blind, right? They had this the, the skit where he rolled up next to this convertible car full of white kids, bumping up him, you know, some hip hop. And how he said, you know, he said the N-word to him and called it out. And the, the kids were like, yeah, did he call us a... It, 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 it's kind of funny. It was kind of funny. But then, yet, you know, that shows you also, too, you know, yeah. uh, he, he could be as funny as he can be. Some of that stuff, you know, what I found out about Dave Chappelle is, because I kind of investigated a little bit about him, you know, he doesn't think anything different of any races, but he just, he, he finds uh, making fun of, you know, what, pretty much is the truth, you know, he's just kind of putting it out there, you know, to let you know that you're not the only person that's thinking this, or, you know, this is the creative mind of, of this person, and, and he has no bias against anybody. I mean, he's a comedian. He's a comedian, and he makes you laugh. The bottom line yeah. is I didn't get mad about it. Mm-hmm. He's making a parody of, you know, and that made him plenty of money, but I also see that's something to think about. There's a lot of a young, white, black, Asian, Listen to gangster rap. You know what I'm saying? And you know they 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 they. they I think they do might believe that. Yeah, you know, Fifty Cent is doing all this, and you know, uh, Ice Cube is all that. I mean, that that there are some, not even just black teenagers who, you know, they ride to the violence in in the rap. You know, they believe and they they buy into it. So, I, I don't I don't think, you know, I don't listen to rap like that. I, I would prefer to listen to more. And that day at the fundraiser, I, I'm going to be honest, I was like, wow. You know, it was my, what, my first time, uh, second time being there with the kids. And I thought, like, oh, wow, here goes these rappers. And I didn't think I wanted to be there. But then when I got up there and I started hearing the positive, and then my, my nephew got up there and he brought, he brought God into the whole thing. I was like, wow. And, you know, some of them were very positive. There wasn't a lot of uh, disrespectful. Uh, and these are underground rappers. And these are unknown rappers. So it was it was it was quite it was quite in, interesting. You know, it wasn't a lot of uh you know, talking about going out and selling dope and, you know, glorifying any of that. It was just, you know, it was just young people and, and no one no one had a problem with anybody. And you would never think that if a concert went on like that there would not be no violence. There was yeah. no violence, there was no police call. I mean they hugged each other, embraced one another, even my nephew and I know he felt kinda like you know, uncomfortable around all those, you know, you think to be gangbang thugs, you know, rappers. You know, they they embrace it. So, I mean, we can't make a difference on some kind of level. We can't. Mm-hmm. Everybody's not of the same, you know, we might not be all cut of the same cloth, but we're all with the same mindset to uplift the community. I mean, some of these, you know, it was somebody who was saying, you know, it's a situation in Africa. I find it hard to believe that there was a girl that Oprah bought, uh, built a girls' school in Africa, and that yeah. you know they don't know what's going on in the Congo. 
I find yeah. it kind of hard to believe. Hmm. How could movies but, be made, right? Detailing what's going on, but nobody's doing anything about it? Mm-hmm. And then you you're saying, realize, you're saying huh? that some of the girls didn't know what's going on in the Congo, or, or are you saying that some of our kids here don't know? No, I'm saying we, some of us don't know, and then oh, I, I guess okay. yeah. I find it hard to believe that Oprah built a school over there, a girls' school over there, and she doesn't know what's going on in the Congo. I find it hard to believe that everybody that's wearing all these big diamonds and everything, they don't know where those diamonds are coming from. Yeah. I find it hard to believe that you don't know that somebody lost an arm or a leg to get you that big pink diamond that you're wearing. Yeah. I find it hard to believe. You gotta oh, know I, the you gotta know the history of your your jewel. Yeah. And if you find out the history, you probably would not like. I don't wear them now. You probably won't want to wear them either. You would be you just dump all of your stuff out and give it to charity. Yeah. That would be the real reality shows because we have a lot of reality shows on more superficial topics. But you don't see reality shows about conflict diamonds and uh, you know what's really going on on the streets generally. So yeah, we we I think our society loves to sleep, you know, just do what and is supposed too. to be done. What about you know? This is one thing that I saw last time I looked at cable. Sixteen and pregnant. Wow. And then my my friend's daughter. Telling me she loves that show, Teen Mom. Now you know that's just that's just right there. Now you know when they talk about TV does it doesn't do this. And I'm okay. I, I was a firm believer that no, you know what the TV doesn't make the kids do what they do. But then come on. And then like I thought, The Hill, the college a show on BET shows that all the kids do. And I, I spoke out here with my niece who caught in what last Sunday. Spoke out here with her. I'm like, is that all that you guys do at the black colleges? You go and party? <laughs> I mean, is that all that you know? Be I mean, let let let's say BET is black entertainment television. Okay, it should be okay. If you got the gospel stuff going on, you got the gospel this and the gospel. You got all these positive things going on, but then you want to show the hill. The hill is a college show about the black kids going to college, and all they do is have sex. What I saw. Yeah. Sex. Yeah. Uh, to dollars. You know, all of it is around sex. You know, so what? Is it so all the black kids just go to school just have sex and go yeah. from Ireland to Ireland? You know what I mean? They don't study. How do they pass the test? They, they don't. They don't study. <laughs> That's why. Yeah. How are they doing more than one episode? If they if they're not studying, I know. I know. For me, being in school now and knowing for all the young people that I go to school with, you can't get anywhere if you don't study. And if you don't pass the test, if I don't see you open a book at least 15 minutes within the show because I, I like to see the show rolling. I see people yeah. fighting. I see boys and girls having sex. I see everybody having a party. I see partying up, but I don't see nobody pick up no books. So how is it that they're able to carry on to the next semester is beyond me. So you're giving, you're giving, the ET is giving us a false, false mm-hmm. idea of what it is. Because those kids yeah. aren't going to make it next semester if they're not doing no studying. And I don't think no, they're they, studying. They're going to have to change the cast every month if that was the reality. The kids wouldn't be there. Exactly. They'd be selling. Because yeah, I'm going to tell you now. Bumped out. <laughs> okay. No, but that's the part of, yeah, that's the part of the reality culture. 
So what do you think about this reality? This reality TV, what they call reality I think re- reality TV, from a producer's and director's and writer's standpoint, it's a wonderful resource because there's a lot less need for, you know, all the elaborate equipment and C-stands, et cetera. You need a much smaller scale-down set, at least for most, not for all. You know, it's a run-and-gun gorilla-type shooting often, maybe two or three cameras, basic lights. So you save money in the short term as a production team. But when it comes to the actual messages, again, just like in music, we're filtering mainly the negative images about blacks. Um, Same thing in reality TV. While you look at um, white shows for white audiences, and you will find, you know, women, single women that are looking for a mate, the bachelor or the bachelorette, or a guy looking for a mate. Um, In Oz, you're going to see people, you know, shuffling, tap dancing, or having sex all day. Or shows like Cops, see brothers, you know, often getting in confusion, and even innocent ones getting pulled over, um, and sisters too, and even a few poor white people. So it's really a negative thing. I mean, the same theme from from the gangster rap um, to this, and even though the young brothers showed love at, um, you know, when your nephew it is right that was performing. Yeah. I would yeah. I would yeah. be curious to see how many of them made a change in their delivery, meaning that the first step is showing love, and that's awesome, but the next step is stepping it up. Just like we're talking, this is the first step, but then the next step is, you know, okay, getting the audience to take some tangible action, and us too. Next step would be, you know, if those guys really made the change. Um, And if they did, I would be um, uniquely surprised but impressed. Um, not to be pessimistic about, you know, the situation. But uh, I'd be impressed if, and I'd I'd love to be proven wrong because it's nothing like being proven right if it's not really your desire but just your experience. So reality be positive for business but bad for us because all we're putting out is negative, even some of the urban black producers directors. Yeah, and then also, too, uh, is there's another show that I, uh, last time I was out on cable, too, you know, they got the Bachelorette and the Bachelor and all that, you know, they're, 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 they're making these people millionaires and, and so forth, and, you know, they're making a, the mockery of marriage, pretty much. Uh, I mean, uh, the marriage institution is really much shot out because it's all about, you know, who has the, who, who's going to win the Bachelor or the Bachelorette. And it's not going by looks, and, and then you know, I mean, I, I don't have any problems with Flavor Flavor Flav's little shindig he got going on because you know what, well, that's Flavor Flav. You know, he everybody that knows him knows he's a cut up. But I, I'm speaking on terms of yeah, Sweet and Sixteen, my Sweet and Sixteen party. You know, yeah, glorifying and glamorizing children, uh, getting all this extra. You know, uh, there are young people out here who really do deserve that, who were brought up in homes where they didn't have much. And, you know, I mean, glorification of, you know, child 16, sweet 16, and this child is, uh, you know, not a, you know, uh, not even of, of age, really, uh, or even of conscience, you know, because it's all about their birthday party, pretty much. Uh, the car that they're given, uh, you know, are you, you know, you never really see, you know, what it is it takes to, you know, put in. There's, there's not too many uh, positive uh, shows on cable network right now that I have seen that is, you know, 
anything that diverts the attention to being, you know, can I can I get a show? You know, my little nephew on Facebook, he had said, uh, you know, he was talking about the same thing. Can we get a, a 18 and graduated? Shout out to Devin Green. He said, can we get a show that's called 18 and graduated? Well, yeah, could we get that? Oh, that would be just too boring, right? You know, mm-hmm. the accomplishments of young people would be too mm-hmm. boring topic. To you know, who wants to watch who wants to watch somebody make it through life and and uh grow to achieve something and uh, conquer their goals and conquer diverse. Let's let's yeah. let's you know, like the movie Homeless to Harvard Harvard, where the young woman mm-hmm. who was homeless ended up going to Harvard. More things like that. You know, showing people yeah. who have made it through a struggle, not through a superficial make believe fairy tale struggle. You know, yeah. the streets. What about the people who have bared the streets and have overcame uh, homelessness and, and not that they made it big by rapping about it, but also that they made it big by continuing the, in the fight to get to where they are today. Well, let's let's show some of that, you know. That 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 will be a great reality show. You know, so listen to pitch out there to some producers and some writers that can we get a show like that maybe? A show that shows that young people are very serious young people and that they're going to be leading this country here soon soon enough and that they're our future? Let's get something like that. Put some positive role models. I can tell you that I have done some uh, both um, very positive um, albums and TV pilots. Um, The problem is, well, I shouldn't say the problem, a major problem, and I don't want to sound critical, constantly, but really we're in hard times and emergency times, that even many of the people in the community that claim that they would support such a conscious venture don't. And I had a discussion tonight on Facebook about this. There were some people talking about, you know, okay, yeah, we talk, and I was saying we need to do something, and they said, yeah, we need to, blah, 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 yeah, let's do something. Yet these same people, out of all of them, only one of them, um, showed any support for several um, postings that were about conscious ventures, endeavors, etc. Um, and it's not that they didn't see it, because you know I sometimes even post it on people's page. So my point is that what you and I and your associates there talk about both tonight and at, at different points in the past is the dream and the vision, and some of us go out and do it, but without the um, fans or audience showing the support, what happens is that it's hard to keep doing it because as an independent producer, me personally, I can't constantly take certain money from one area of my life and fund it into the community, especially with my own family responsibilities. So that's a big challenge to overcome. It's one thing to talk about it and the next thing to do it, but then the third thing is, how do you get the community, not all of it, just a small percentage of it that's talking about the change that might be listening right now on the radio, to take their mouse and click like, or to take their mouse and click the link. I mean, it doesn't take too much energy or time, but to take 99 cents or even 49 cents, depending on the cost, and download the positive song or book or show up at the PTA meeting. So much of the challenge is that 
I'm serious. I, it, it's a challenge that I find. I don't know how tough it is with you all there, but I have a friend in, in, um, in, uh, over in California in entertainment also, and he finds in entertainment at least the similar challenge that even the few that talk about the change tend not to support. And other than NAF, uh, when you're thinking conscious hip-hop, and um, maybe Spike Lee when he was you know, doing his thing, there's a small window of opportunity for one or two athletes or entertainers, writers that are positive, and everybody else is going to be on the, you know, out the door. Whereas I think in, in our, con- there's our um, white community, there's much more leverage when it comes to making sure that the people do the right thing, and if not, they call up the media, they call their politicians, and, and action happens, just like with the Colorado shooting presidents on TV. I was watching TV. He was on about seven channels. I thought it was the end of the world. You know, our mm-hmm. stuff happens and tend not to be many people to care. But I'm positive about the future. It's just I'm pessimistic about the, um, the possibilities, <laughs> even though I'm positive. But positive about the future, but, but uh, very apprehensive about how many people are going to put their money where the mouth is. Yeah, or just their time, you know, just to show up and say, yeah, you know, I support this. So, I'm broke. I ain't got no money. I got $400 sneakers, but I'm going to show up and at least support, which is cool. Um, so there's a mentality problem, just like with the Colorado shooter. That's a mindset. The gun didn't just jump up and start shooting. It took me, you know, that mind. Yeah, to my understanding, the more and more, I guess, they, they you know, they feed me details about the situation. Uh, I pretty much, you know, from my understanding, the, uh, he had, uh, was out of luck, uh, was a well-educated person or so forth, had got schooling in certain careers or something like that, it ended yeah. up at McDonald's, that's what I heard. And, uh, you know, hey, who hasn't been frustrated? <laughs> who hasn't been frustrated who didn't get that job? I mean, that happened to me about maybe a good month and a half ago. About two, went in to get the job, and, man, I was shot at. The case is, is mm-hmm. you know, I didn't go home and go load up my, my guns in the in AK-47 and go and shoot up a whole bunch of people who had nothing to do with it. The case is, yeah. I mean, what is the mentality that your misfortune has to be the misfortune of other people's families? That, yeah. is, that is totally, you, you, there's nothing you can say to me that you make mm-hmm. me understand that that's, you know, just because your situation that you're going to go out there and hurt a whole, a whole bunch of other people and lives because of your situation? You know, when mm. I was going through a life-changing thing, if I had a thought like that, where would I be today? Yeah. You know, what would I be? What would be, what's that, what, what, what mentality that is? You know, that's that whole Jesus mentality situation. You, where you think that you have the call on people's lives to give or take a life because your situation is bad? That's why I say this radio station is needed in the community. Uh, there needs there, people need to understand that there's a place that you can go in your your town, in your city, in your state, or wherever you are. There's a place where people like him, who went into that 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 theater the other night, and and where he can go find some help. I mean, you know, apparently he was feeling, you know, just like Don Cornelius. We were talking a little bit about him earlier before I got on. You know, I mean, uh, sometimes it just, I mean, at, the, at my at my lowest and at my hopelessness that I've ever been, you know, it was somebody who was there to listen to me, you know, someone to say, hey, you know, you got a reason to fight. 
you have a lot of good things that you can share with people. People out here consider you. People out here love you. You know, without you, this and that couldn't have been in place. You are a fundamental person in this community. And that's why I'm here. You know, that's that's the main reason why I'm here is because of that. So, I mean, you know, if if no one is there to uplift you or to encourage you or to motivate you or to push you to your greatness, you'll never get to your greatness. And that goes with anybody. And if every time that you you have a problem and someone tells you, you know, you just you know, your problem or move on and take a number and go on down here and send you on a ghost on a on a on a tail chasing, tail chasing uh, episode of getting you nowhere, and then, you know, that's, that's where you get that kind of situation from, you know, that hopelessness. You know, if no one points you to the right direction, then you won't know where to go. So, I mean, that's why I'm in, that's why I'm here, and I encourage anybody else in any other city to do the same thing that I'm doing. I mean, I know, like you said, it's, it's, it's a financial hardship on us all. But, you know, I'm one person, I'm one person. And I take responsibility for my community. I take responsibility for every community. So mm-hmm. that's, I mean, if I can one person do it, you know, we all can do it. My brother was sitting here with me earlier today, and he was saying, he said, well, you know, to help you keep the radio station going, he said, you know, why don't you ask, you know, for, you know, you're listening to, you know, send in a dollar, five dollars. I was like, well, you know what? You see, my, my, the reason why I'm here is because I'm here for a community. So I don't know how I can do that. But then in, in the case of, you know, if, if in fact that there are people out there who would, you know, I mean, just like you gave me some ideas. You know, if, if in fact, like you said, they click on that like or, or whatever, if, there, if there's anybody out there who, you know, feels that they appreciate this radio station being here and that they would like to see it grow, then I leave that opportunity up to them. You know, I mean, because it, it'll be totally up to them. You know, if they, if they feel it's a, a good thing, if they feel that it should spread, and if they feel it's encouraged and that the things that we say out here are, are well, worthwhile, you know, to other people hearing it, then, okay, do as well. You know, support. You know, support. Support your community. Support your community resource. Uh, you know, the government is going to do what it can do on this level. I am doing what I can do on my individual level. And, and that's pretty much where I am today. You know, I'm going to keep it going. I'm going to keep it I'm going to keep it I'm going to take all information and all input, and I'm going to store it in, and I'm going to make it work. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I do thank I thank you for being, you know, being out here supporting. I thank my brother Bishop for, for uh, you know, being an inspiration to me as well, because he said he will be out here soon. Um, we're going to be just about, we're going to shift, you know how we get to talking and we stay talking. we got about another 18 minutes left of the third, which will be the third hour, and then when we get down to like maybe the fourth, the last four minutes before the end of the show, uh, yeah. that last four minutes, I'm going to go ahead and end out the show, uh, play uh, play a song, and then we'll carry, just stay logged in, stay logged in the hour, and then we'll just take it into the last hour, and uh, you can give some more helpful resources to, uh, to the people out here, too, because there's some things that you know that you know you can share too, as far as meditation, you know, as far as getting people in the mindset, something to with issues, our uh, our mindset, you know, to kind of get our billion today. You know, okay. I think we're neat with 
Uh, By the way, your signal's breaking up again. Oh, dear. Your signal's breaking up again. Yeah, but it ain't me. It ain't me. Yeah, what no, it, it's sounding, I, sounding like you're in a tunnel, um, but with with very few frequencies yeah. coming up, almost robotic. Um, but, you know, the, the listeners know it's the experience. Not me, I hope you still pick in there. Yeah, I actually yeah. sent them a, a email letting them know that I am having this complication too. So uh, hopefully yeah. they'll get back to me and let me know because we do want to make sure that I'm being he- heard. You know. Yeah. yeah. Like I said, we need some spiritual healing. The time is 10:43 p.m. We're here on KXRW, your community connection radio station. Here with Gina, Group Theory. We're sitting out here talking about some of the main issues that we're addressing, some of the events of this past week that uh, have touched us all. And uh, we're trying to come to some type of uh, 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 meeting ground with each other mm-hmm. to where we can try to mend each other spiritually as well as emotionally, physically, financially. Uh, you did send out some things about uh, they, they, like I tell people all the time, they say, well, how is that I can help? You know, I want to do something. And I tell people, you know what, find your nearest Salvation Army, find your nearest uh, uh, Goodwill, call, find out who, who in your neighborhood is your community center. Community centers usually have a lot of information on what, you know, on how you can be a, a productive person in your, your community. Sit in on some city hall meetings. Uh, be active in your voting in your city. Be active voting, period. That's how we can try to make a, a difference. And then, like you said, try to make a difference within our homes as well. And so, I mean, and like your CBT, I call it CBT, but like you said, as far as meditation, there's a lot of stress going on in jobs, a lot of stress going on in homes, a lot of stress being a parent, a lot of stress being a husband and wife, a lot of stress, period. So, with that, uh, meditation is what you offer. Meditate to get into martial arts. You said that's one of the number one ways to relieve some of your tensions, right? Oh, yes. In fact, did I mention how um, certain negative emotions negatively impact the body? I think I may have alluded to that in the last discussion a few days ago. Well, go ahead and go ahead and. Uh, yeah, what, what happens is uh, we have, sorry, we have lots of um, uh, emotions. Humans, you know, sadness, empathy, uh, et cetera, et cetera. What happens is those energy levels go into the body, and over time, they do damage. That's why it's so critical to no matter to, no matter what is happening in life keep a positive spirit and positive energy. Um, so in addition to the diet and exercise, the people are getting stressed out. And of course, it's difficult not to get stressed out when the system is so stressful. But, you know, if you let it get to you, you meaning, you know, of course, the individuals, any of us really, you're going to get heart trouble or cancer of the colon or in the gonads or breast cancer. Now, I'm not suggesting that that there's evidence that only emotions cause cancer because also bad diets are a major contributing factor. Smoking, major contributing factor, especially smoking cigarettes. Um, 
So positive energy and don't let the negative emotions get to you. So what I try to do is even when stuff's getting hectic, I smile. So if something's going crazy, people see me smiling, they're wondering what's happening. I'm just trying not to blow up on somebody and take my life before it's worth it. So let them keep that energy if that's what they're into, you know. Yeah, well, a lot of people, well, I mean, as far as, I, I pretty much combat, I combat my, you know, uh, just from the weaning myself with medication, I combat, I combat my, my hardships with dealing with the stressful is by giving to others. You know, I, I take uh, it, I, I can't say it works for anybody else, but it, it works for me to be able to, to uh, pay forward pay it forward to another person who may be in need of something. So what I do in my community is when I'm yeah. out and about, I'm doing my daily life, you know, there's somebody that I can touch, just like how you guys are saying, say hello to, uh, you know, acknowledge someone, uh, give a person a, hey, how you doing, uh, you know, or, you know, even if it's a, may God bless you today, uh, whatever it is that you can say to the next individual to make them feel better or They'll say, you know, hey, or give them a smile, or you know, I mean, that's what I do. I don't really frown on anybody, you know. I, I've been, I've been tried this past couple of weeks with uh, being a, a help to other people, and it gets a little frustrating. It gets a little frustrating too, because especially when it's only you doing it, you know. But also too, I always have to keep in mind that I have to be, you know, what I get out of it is that I have to be a, a more a positive person to them. So sometimes I do have to turn off that uh, that negativity off of me, too. Because negativity does spread. You know, if I'm having a bad, if you're having a bad day and then, you know, you come in contact with a lot of people and your day is bad, you know, then that can reflect on the next person as well. You know, so what I try to do is to keep people, and you made a point, too, keep people in my surroundings who are like me. Keep, you know, and I said that to someone today, you know, uh, the kind of people that I need in my circle are the people who are like me, people who think like me, people who have the same goals and desires for, for, for greatness for everybody. And that, that means that, you know, not, every, not one particular person should be able to, uh, you know, gain from uh, this radio station. It should be everybody gaining. You know, if, if I'm willing to put, it, to put it here, then everybody be willing to share it, to spread it, to, you know, to... You know, let people know that, hey, you can call into that radio station and you get some positivity. You know I mean? Like I said, I wouldn't have known all the things that I've known today had not somebody showed it to me. So with that, you know, I mean, I know it does work. And my testimony is that, you know, knowledge is power. You know, you can't get no greater power than knowledge. And community and unity are key in that power. Yeah. And by the way, I... I'm, I'll be brief. I mentioned um, the pessimistic uh, notion that I had, the difference between pessimism and letting that lead to an emotion of sadness or frustration or anger. So meaning the reality is we live in a very messed up system. And being delusional about it would be smiling and ignoring it. But being consciously aware of it would be, okay, you know, the house is on fire. I'm not going to panic and I'm going to work this out and save as many lives as possible. I meaning, you know, whichever of us is speaking in, in that uh, first person. Um, so I just wanted to clear that up because people might be thinking, you know, you just said about pessimism, but you're talking about being positive. Yeah, you can be realistic about a situation and not let it get you emotionally, you know, down. So. 
Well, okay, give give me a good one. I mean, I, I guess I kind of worked through it, but uh, would you say that would just be a thing that you would go through with diet and, and uh, you know, uh, uh, and how do you say you combat it, combat battle, uh, 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 pessimist uh, attitude? Well, well, combat combat pessimism turning into a negative emotion. Uh, I would say that there are several things, but definitely improving diet is one of them. Uh, filtering water and trying to get a filter that will take out fluoride is, is one of them because fluoride kind of dumbs us down, um, and that leads to other problems. Uh, and, and eating organic fruits and vegetables as much as possible, um, looking into exercise, and once you look into it, then maybe participating in it. Because the amazing thing is exercise helps people emotionally. If a person is sad or depressed, etc., you walk around in the apartment or home or yard or do some jumping jacks, and, you know, the endorphins kick in and, and you start to feel better. And, and then I would say finally in this list, not in terms of importance, but meditation. Um, it's different from prayer. And it's different from dreaming and going to sleep. Um, before I understood more of it, I thought that, oh, meditation, well, I'm just sleeping or dreaming, same thing. No, it's very different in terms of how the mind is able to focus because you're typically in a semi-conscious state, but you are, depending on, you know, thoughts you have in your mind, taking yourself somewhere else. Um, sadly, my parents were taught to believe that meditation itself is, is not a good thing for folks to do, and it has some evil connotation when that really, you know, isn't the case. So take care of all aspects, physical, mental, spiritual, emotional, and psychological, you know, and don't let these system people trip us out. Right. So so in other words, um, just taking a quiet time, taking a minute to yourself to, to try to uh, think of better things and better thoughts and better ways of doing it along with diet uh i would say uh you know like i try to uh have church uh share people with people out here about the healing circle and you know the the drums there are all kinds of uh there's all kinds of ways i i even know that there's cds and tapes that have uh, uh the sound of the sea and, uh, you know whatever yeah, it is, yeah. you know music comes me thing, you know, calms me, calms my nerves to, to sit down and belt out some some, some songs, uh, and gospel seems to help me as well. And wake up uh, the neighbors. Uh, yeah, you kind of weak out, <laughs> you know, yeah, and then I burn sage as well, you know, that, that you know, gets all the little evil, little wicked demons out of my, my, my area of space, so, you know, I mean, there's all kinds of ways, you know, that, that we, we try to find a, a more peaceful uh, Place yeah. to be. Uh, hopefully, uh, my bishop will be out here before 11. If he doesn't get out here, I just sent him a text. If he doesn't get out here before 11, then he won't be able to get in. But, oh, okay. Yeah, because, you know, past, well, past 11 o'clock, you were slowly approaching 11 o'clock, and, uh, uh, you know, past 11, then he won't be able to get in. So I'm going to send him. Uh, you mean because of his text. traveling? No, uh, actually, actually, because of his. Uh, See, at the third hour, you know, I get that extra hour. And at that third hour, uh, it, it you can't, because it's not on live, because it goes into recording. But when okay. if you don't get on before it goes into recording, then you won't be able to call back in. It, you know, okay, that's the I got it. Works. 
But then also mm-hmm. too, I wanted to talk to you, and I guess we'll talk to you, we'll talk about that like uh, when we get past uh, this uh, third hour. We'll, we'll, I'll bring up something that I noticed too that on Facebook as well that uh, you know it's 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 kind of an oxymoron to me about how you know we collectively get our friends and so forth and the friends that touch our friends and so forth. You know, I'm a little bit clueless too. Uh, maybe maybe there are some other uh, social networks that you can uh, put me on to that you know I can you know utilize as well because I know there there are other social networks but I'm I'm starting to wonder if they're all tied to the same uh, you know network. Yeah, there's there's yeah. tribe dot com tribe t r i b e and they're a site for tribe. T R I B E. Yeah, as in you know, T like Tony, R like Robert, I like Ian, B like Barry, E like Eternity. Um, okay. And they they are not as utilized by end users and you know customers as um, Facebook, but they have people that are more focused onto conscious ventures like the you know environment. Um, some African American issues, uh, poverty, hunger, etc. So it's a small niche community, but very serious people. Um, they're good. There was you, another you type. Said, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, you had said tribe, but then also too, there's another. There was a, a dot com I wanted to throw out there too that maybe you could. Oh, dot com. Well, we go. Well, yeah, where we go? Where we going to this last? Because uh, I'm going ahead and in in this part of the show, and then. I'll go ahead and play my intro and then pass the hours and we'll pick up where we got off. But I wanted to send this out. So while we're going through this little commercial break, I want you to check out Thrive.com and you tell me what you feel about that. That's Thrive T-H-R-I-V-E. Yes, Thrive.com. I want you to go out there and check out for me and you let me know what you feel about that because that was another website that was brought to me for me to check out, do some investigation on. So, just to throw that out there, because I know you're on the same page I am. Well, this is okay. now going to be, so we won't get cut off. I'm going to go ahead, and this is going to be the end of this, of July 22nd, 2012 show, Gina's Groove Theory. It is now Sunday, 1056. Uh, I'd like to thank everybody out there who were listening, all my listeners, to all my people who support me in this fight, in this battle with our community issues. May God bless all of us and keep us all. And with that, we're going to go into that last hour. So if you're out there, already stay logged in. We already know what's going on. This ends this episode of Gina's Groove Theory. Now we're going into recording. Much love. Here we go.
Hello, everybody. You're back with Gina's Zoom Theory. It is now 11.06. You're out here with me and Jay. We've been talking. I just got to phone with the bishop. He couldn't get back in, and I tried to get him in, but uh, pretty much he said we had to stand in for him, actually. Um, is that question up? You know what, Jay? You're there, right? Yeah. Did you get a chance to check out Drive.com? Well, I went to the site, and I there is no official web page up. There's only a temporary site that is from the hosting company. So let me confirm that I actually went to the right site. Did you mean T like Tom, H like Harry, I like Inc., um, no, R uh, like Robert, Drive, yeah, T-H-R-I-V-E. Drive, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the the site doesn't come up. I will try okay. again. Maybe it's late at night and I was tripping. Let's see. You know, T-H-R-I-V-E. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's popping up as, yeah, it's not coming up. I'm getting a host monster page. Host monster is probably a, a site, a company and site that sells hosting space. So when you buy right. a domain name like, you know, yada 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 dot com you could go to GoDaddy or host monster and they put up a temporary page but it's not your stuff it's where they make money like if people click on a link and that's all right. that's here okay well um i remember that other one that i gave you um www dot uh new africa zero 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 uh at yahoo you, you mean that? the one well, at Yahoo wouldn't be a website. It would be a, a that's an email address. Whenever you say at something, let me check it out. Let me let Unle- me check the movie. Yeah. Check the BBC again and shoot that to you. Unless it's hosted by Yahoo, and you mean that it's a Yahoo hosted. Um, I haven't used it in a while, but they have some sites where you can host through Yahoo. So it may be a slash something dot yahoo dot com slash um, but if you have it handy, you know, okay. you, you're possibly referring to a web page or a website, actually, that we discussed uh, last time? Uh, yeah. yeah. Okay. Did you, have, did you have a problem with getting it uh, before? Um, I, If I recall correctly, I did get a website. I just don't remember the full uh, URL, Uniform Resource Locator, nor... Do I think it's in my bookmarks? I'll check, but I don't think I have it bookmarked. I had a question for you. I had a question for you. What do you... Okay, I'm hearing a lot about this Illuminati. Have you heard anything about it? About the Illuminati? Yes. Do you know anything? Can you give me any input on it? I've heard a lot about it. Uh, Everybody keeps telling me all about all this uh, Illuminati, this and that. Do you know any, can you give me any insight into what is Illuminati? Yeah, I, I can give you a bit. Um, and I just recently learned a few more things about it, actually. The Bilderberg Group, a more modern uh, secret society that most world leaders go to meetings on, and the meetings are held top secret and there's security all around. Illuminati is a much older group. And I do think it came after the first Catholic secret society, which involved uh, some some men that went out and were really hurting people, and then came Illuminati. Um, Illuminati, I don't recall who started it, 
But as we talk, I'm going to, uh, you know, uh, type in something and have more info. But what I do understand about it is that it's secret and you don't really know much about it, just like the, with um, Bilderberg Group and just like uh, with the uh, main, well, the first main secret Catholic group. And what we do know is typically considered um, a conspiracy theory because, you know, when something's secret, of course, if you have to, you know, pull little pieces together to try and figure it out, then, of course, the same people that don't want you to know will say, oh, you're just a conspiracy theorist. But all those groups are supposed to have uh, a lot of control on what happens in the world. And even without total understanding of any of those groups, it is quite apparent that voting in any nation, well, that's just limited, I guess, to America. Voting in America is not really all that it's cut out to be because we have seen how um, elections, the one with George Bush, how that one was kind of stolen and voting mm-hmm. machines not working all the time, etc. And then you have police brutality issues where, you know, I have written, and I'm sure many of you have written to reps trying to get some activity on it. Um, so there's something really sneaky going on behind the scenes that we are not privy to when it comes to the decision-making process. And the Illuminati, Bilderberg Group, and I'm trying to remember the uh, name of the Catholic group, which is probably one of the oldest secret societies. Egypt has a uh, secret society too, actually, and Dr. Ben uh, a, a well-respected um, New York African-American uh, is a member of it. So not all secret societies are necessarily bad because a lot of things do happen in closed doors. But when you have an organization that, well, organizations controlling much of the world in secret, it tends not to be bad because then why are we voting, you know? Um, so... I, I will try and give a, a bit more info on Illuminati um, in in a second. But when was Ooh, the last yep. time you heard about them? Oh uh, well, you know, I, I hear a lot of feedback from my daughter. I hear a lot of feedback from I'm just hearing it everywhere, and uh, I I kind of uh, I had told my daughter when she had kind of tried to shine a little light on it, and she went on the internet and tried to show me some of it. You know, I, I I kind of buy into the whole hysteria of, uh, you know, because I see, she's like, well, there's a million so people out there who were going to that, uh, that, that page, that website. And so what I was saying was more so, yeah, you get mass hysteria when you have a whole lot of people. If you have a lot of, you know, it's kind of like this. If you feed into the energy of, of something, right, uh-huh. it's like each each person that goes onto that website to see it is it's more so feeding it power. To me, per se, I'm I'm saying that if it is a secret society, and since they want it to remain secret, then why would it even be on the internet? I'm I'm tending to think that it doesn't take uh, it doesn't take a, a, a group or society. I mean, just like you have out here the Church of Scientology, uh, you know, where all the famous go and they have this way of living, and you know, and they abide by these certain rules. Ron L. Hubbard, I'm quite sure you heard of him. He started. Scientology, and it's about the mind and you know, what you can do with the power of the mind. Uh, pretty much more so, I call it all low-key brainwashing me, but I mean, who am I to, you know, to say yeah, what it is? I, I think it's, 
I think it's all, you know, because most of the people that I've been hearing that I've heard that such and such person I know is involved, and, and it's because it's all about money and, and riches and fame, and, and the, I guess the devil is making a bidding, and he's asked for souls, and people selling their souls to get into this Illuminati or whatever the case may be. I find it a whole bunch of mass hysteria, and I find that also, too, if you, if you partake in that particular uh, hysteria, then... I mean, anything can become great if you put a, a lot of energy and effort into it. Mm. Yeah, some of that I concur with, but I also do think that um, not everything that has all the evidence in front of you that is tangible, physically touchable, or observable with the eyes, for instance, some of these are the more negative secret societies, is necessarily untrue. Um, I did get some info on Illuminati. It's starting in 1776. There's also another organization called the Freemasons. Uh, actually, originally, I think they were called the um, Mason, something like Masons of Scotland, uh, Eastern something Star. like that. My, that. my grandmother, my grandmother was an Eastern Star. It's part of the Masons. Yes. It's yeah. Yeah. I now I'm. Don't quote me totally on this, but if I'm not mistaken, some of the organizations that our people were in was because they weren't allowed in the uh, white organization. Just like, you know, some of our uh, churches, uh, we weren't allowed in certain churches, and then we started our own African-American this church and African-American that church. Um, and I feel as though that may be the, a similar case with Eastern Star, because I've noticed that it's mainly from what I've seen, unless there's another one, uh, an organization for basically brown and black people. Um, but maybe it's just my exposure has been limited to it. So I'm just saying that. Oh, under, correct. From what I've seen. correct. That's, that's how, as, as, as young people and all over the world, to convince yeah. all over the world. By the way, you're and breaking up the game. Breaking up again. I, I remember. I haven't done anything. Did you hear me? Maybe that's the spirit. Yeah, I can hear you now. Can you hear me? Um, just barely. You sound like you seven. Me? You sound like a ball on Star Trek. Okay, I haven't done anything in what I'm doing right now. But case is. Yeah. With my grandmother all over, all over the world. Yeah. yeah. Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Um, yeah, the signal is better now. Yeah. Um, it wasn't me because I haven't done anything different than what I was doing the past couple of minutes ago. But, you, yeah. you know, like, like uh, maybe they'll get back with me and tell me what this interference is. You know, I don't know what it is, but whatever it is, maybe they'll be able to get, get back with me and get out with that. Um, all over. We traveled all over with my grandmother with the Eastern Star. So I do know that uh, it's around kind of organized and, uh, and the people and uh, I don't tend to uh, encourage, you know, I mean, being that my grandmother was the queen of the Eastern Star, I mean, she was a, a high, higher up uh, person in the, in the Eastern Star. So her being the queen meant a great deal. Uh, I don't, I don't, I don't jump on any bandwagons too much about uh, getting involved in any type of uh, organizations that you know, not not ones that I do know, but really not ones that I don't know. Because you know, when you get involved in 
things that you're not familiar with, you know, and you don't really have any background on, just like how you tell me, like you say to me, investigate, research, you yeah. know, what organizations that you want to be involved. Because, you know what, I think that's, that's probably what happened to the Jim Jones people. I think that's what probably happened to the Heaven Gates people. You get involved in these, uh, what do you say, secret society of people, and then, you know what, you don't know what they got going on inside of these organizations. So be very, I say, me personally, I be leery. You know, people told me over and over how I could go to them and get help. Uh, I don't see me going to them getting help simply because I don't actually agree with, you know, and I, I, don't, I don't, I know what I feel from being a kid about, you know, my grandmother being involved. Uh, I'm not saying she was a bad person at all, but I'm just saying, you know, anything that's cult-like to me, anything where there's uh, a mindset of this is the way things are going to be, you know, if it's not in the, in the benefit of everybody, mm-hmm. and it's only for the benefit of a particular race, color, creed, you know, that is something I separate myself from. You know, I, I don't find, uh, you know, I don't find it interesting for me to get involved in anything that uh, only especially uh, targets a certain individual, a certain uh, race, or certain gender. I, I don't. So, I mean, but uh, from my understanding, all of these organizations, they you have, they have to do with a lot of money. And you know, also too, I, I I call out to some of our some of our people out there who are prestigious and they have funds, you know, and they want to make a difference and they want to to do something good in their communities that they, you know, represent and, and build build some community. I, I I say, what about what about uh the people in our cities and towns who have that kind of money? Why not start some community uh, community centers, you know, as opposed to uh having these reality shows can we have a just have a community just pour some of the money into some community things for the youth and some for our elderly as well that's another thing that bothers me too i see a lot of elderly out here walking by themselves you know getting around on their own you know i see a lot of young people saying what they can't do what they can't do but i see a lot of our elderly out here making it happen too you know they fall by the wayside too because nobody takes the time with them either so the case is, I mean, they're 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 a part of our world as well. So let's 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 let's. There's a community center right here for our senior citizens, but let's have senior citizen community centers in in your neighborhood, or you know, some places where the young, some places where the old can go, where they can find some activities and some resources that you know can keep them, you know wanting to live and wanting to exist around us and wanting to be productive people around society as well. You know, I mean, if they're, like I say, if no one tells you nothing, you never know, pretty much, right? Mm-hmm. Pretty much. Um, yeah, the, the, the um, what you were mentioning about community centers, et cetera, um, sadly, many programs, um, well, a large portion of, if, if not entire programs, uh, portions of them are being cut in New York and uh, Philly. I don't know about over by you. So on on that side of it, as people seem to need more social services, they're being cut, which is leading to you know more problems with um, homelessness and and uh, mental health issues, etc. And on our point, we were discussing regarding the Eastern Star 
um, I, I found that it seems that it was started by a man named Rob Morris, and it doesn't seem to have a specifically African-American root now. Back then, I see, I see a picture that represented close to the time period it was started, and it did seem to be more um, Eurocentric in terms of membership. So what may have happened, I haven't, you know, read everything on it, but is that over time, just like with Jehovah's Witnesses and a lot of religions, they slowly incorporate, you know, brothers and sisters. I think the, um, what's that other religion, uh, Mormons had a similar history. At one point, they didn't have black folks in, and then um, at some point in the uh, 20th century, um, they let, you know, let the people in. So, yeah, we go through our stuff. And on the Illuminati issue, um, around, is it 17, the start of it, uh, in the 17, yeah, 1776, which is around the same time America, you know, started doing its supposed independence, even though it was on stolen property. It's hard to understand having independence from England, but that's a whole other story. Um, so the Catholic group, that I mentioned would be older. And um, Bilderberg, I'm not sure, but I have a feeling it might be uh, older also, but, but I'm not sure. Um, but but on you made a point about, um, by the way, do you need a, to do a time check? Or we're good? Oh, yeah. Let me go ahead and finish. Uh, shout out for what time it is. It is now 11.24 p.m., uh, July 22nd, 2012. Uh, you're here with Gina's Groove Theory, KXRW, your community connection internet radio station. You're live with Gina and Jay. We're out here discussing some of the issues, some of the questions I was asking him. He's a wealth of knowledge, so we're speaking on. I, I had to know what is the uh, Illuminati and the what is the background of uh, these uh, what we call secret societies uh, of groups. Uh, you yeah. Know, just a little input. Yeah, I, I um, what I try to do is study as much as possible. However, there's so many things to study, and here's what the challenge is. Right, I went into college and you know did pretty well, and was fortunate in high school did pretty well. But it's now a thing of re-educating myself, meaning studying not just what the system demands for certain um, skill sets and, and, and job duties and titles that I have. But then on top of that, we all are responsible if we're, you know, looking for more truth to study what the real truth is. So it's like, you know, for, for I think most Europeans who are not conscious and caring about the struggles of natives and, and black and African peoples, they have it easy. You know, they can study one book about Christopher Columbus and they're good to go. Not all now, but some of them are very conscious of, of, of the issues. Um, in fact, a white brother um, taught me recently something about Egypt in terms of the new year um, back then being celebrated in July. So it's not a, a broad stroke I'm making. But you got to also study the other stuff, you know, learn a bit about Kemet and Nubia and, you know, Abyssinia, which is, uh, you know, Ethiopia, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but you made a point about you're not being interested in being a member of a group that has an exclusionary type of policy. And I would say generally I would feel the same way. However, I think there are times when, for example, women 
need to come together and kick the guys out and say, look, us women have some issues we're going to discuss, and you, the camp guys, need to go out there, and we're going to discuss A, B, C, D, E, F, G. Um, and I think similarly, for example, with Native Indians, their experiences, there must have been times when they said, you know what, we don't want no white people in here right now, and, you know, slaves, you're all good with us, but we have something we're working out amongst ourselves first. Um, I think it depends on how critical the issues are, and the the more oppressed the group, very often, the more they need to come together for a minute, you know, almost like if you're in a ring and the opponent is beating you up, you know, you're not going to call them in the ring and say, look, we're going to talk with our boxer. You know what I mean? I think I don't think it's always the need to exclude, but I think there are some times when it is good from a logistical and strategic standpoint, you know, to cut them off. Like when you're looking for your new mic or if that's not the issue, when you're dealing with these uh, people that may be not providing the best signal quality for you, leading to degradation, if you're talking to your son or, you know, some of your associates about it, you might want to have a private meeting and say, look, how are we going to deal with these jokers? You know, what's our strategy going to be? Um, and that could even be under an official organizational title, meaning it doesn't just have to be a loose alliance. It could be a I'm just hypothetically now giving you an example. You could have a corporation set up where you could say, look, this organization is just for people in radio who deal on blog talk radio. It's not for reps of blog talk radio. Even though we may go and meet with them, we want to talk strategy first before we meet them. Um, but with but this signal issue, you know, I, I think once you send in um, some info and some, let them see the proof, you know, they'll deal with it. Because even when you just said something, there was the distortion on it. And so I have a feeling, you know, your signal might be um, funny again. By the way, how is my voice coming through? Uh, you know what, there are certain times where, you know, you seem to break up as well. There are certain uh, okay. times where you're breaking up as well. So it, it's not me and it's not you. It's pretty much yeah. a system, and so it's going to be a system problem. And we have been having this this problem ever since uh, ever since uh, you brought it to my attention. And um, okay. I hope they'll get back with me with something to, you know, to kind of uh, uh, mm-hmm. fix the problem, uh, address the have problem. You, uh, have you noticed know. that prior to, I'm just asking, prior to that first show that I came on, if you've listened to previous shows, has it been an issue at all or you haven't noticed it? You know, no, no one, you know, no one ever brought brought it out. Actually, no one okay. ever said, uh, no one ever said that you know, they were having any problems. So, you know, it's kind of new to me. But then also too, I thought it could have been my my equipment. Any yeah. that I had, I thought it could have been my equipment. So, with that, okay. I wouldn't have known. You know. So. Yeah. But if you get the opportunity and run a quality check in terms of um, giving an ear listen to some previous shows, you know, just clicking on it and clicking maybe at two minutes and then three minutes and maybe ten, et cetera. If you do detect signal degradation and issues, then we know that the problem didn't just start. We would know at that point when I uh, called in. And I have a feeling it may not have just started with me calling in. It's possible that, you know, this issue slipped through, um, you know, 
I, I, I would find it odd that it would just start when I call in. So I think yeah, it may I mean, be. I mean, no one. I don't think anybody else noticed. I mean, not that they didn't notice, but maybe they didn't. Because I always ask for my listeners out there that if they're not hearing me clearly, that they let me know. And then mm-hmm. I had some I had some technical issues, but I just thought it was just me, you know. But yeah. it could be a possibility that it's not me. It's not my equipment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Oh. So with that, we'll, we'll see what they get back with me and tell me pretty much. Um, yeah. I'll go ahead and give a, fa- a time check. It is now 11.30 p.m. It's July 22nd, 2012. We're live with Gina and Jay on Gina's Blue Theory, KXRW, your community connection internet radio station. Now, without, uh, uh, this, not, not that I don't mind, uh, I understand that, uh, you know, say if we're having a, if we're having a woman's all out, you know, not to include men, or if we're having a, you know, a woman's, uh, drawdown or something and you know we don't we're going to be talking about y'all men or something you know we ain't going to include you you know I, I'm not saying I wouldn't be a part of that dogging us out dogging us out <laughs> I'm always gonna be we're always going to be here to just stump your next out now come on come on now you know we get together all in the kitchen and we're cooking what do you say that soul food we in there cooking I know ham yeah. hot. Taking so you away know I'm always <laughs> Making you guys those collard greens and uh, those neck bones, and <laughs> you know, not not to say not to say that, but yeah, I, I'm not gonna say I would exclude, you know, because of course, you know, with anything, you don't if you're if you're making a plan, if you're setting up something, you're not gonna want the opposing party to not, I mean, to sit in on it. But you know, I, I'm just saying when it comes down to uh, when it comes down to uh, organizations like uh, that have been around for a while and you know, that you don't know of, you know, I mean, you don't be too hasty to jump involved because you just don't and that, know. Be. And yeah. when said uh-huh. organization, and when those organizations are drastically impacting our lives, meaning it's one thing to have a secret comedic Egyptian organization that is doing um, knowledge spreading of Egyptian culture, meaning, you know, there's some secret Egyptian um sayings, etc., that they don't want the whole world to use. But it's another thing to have organizations that, in, in what evidence seems to be coming to light, uh, impacting elections and impacting the value of, uh, of economies and causing wars and things like that. There should be transparency, meaning you don't need transparency if a group of guys is dealing with them brotherly issues, and, you know, we're trying to work out some stuff with our mates, the women, and we don't want them in because we want to get feedback from other men. And then have the sisters come in and say, here's what our thinking was, what do you think, how can we fix it? That's different from a group of brothers getting together and deciding what the value of the U.S. dollar will be or how many people we're going to target for annihilation in a region. You know, that there's there's a positive outcome of one thing, but there's a negative outcome of another. And that negative outcome, that type of organization, is the one that I am suggesting is not to be allowed if we can somehow start to weave that stuff out. Because people should have a vote and people should have a say in a democracy. 
in their, you know, the value of their property and the value of their currency, who their leader will be. And if there is to be a war, the people should know the truth about it and make a decision as opposed to, you know, thinking we're making a decision, but really the decisions often seem to be made behind closed doors. Yeah, the decision could already be made. Just like you said, in that city hall meeting, that's the first thing that the mayor said. He was like, well, we were this on the table before, yeah. and we've already come to the decision, and, uh, yeah. but we're just going to go ahead and humor you anyway. I mean, pretty much that's what he said. It's like, okay, yeah, well, but, why even that? What? Why did what? you even show up? Yeah, okay. I mean, so you already made the decision. I mean, you had this before. You, you, you are running the show, sir. Mm-hmm. Sir, you're running the show. You, uh, mm-hmm. Mayor Foster, you're in control of everything. So, you know, pretty much it's, it's your way or no way. So, I mean, mm-hmm. that's pretty much what you said. So that says how much, you know, to me. So for, for people like that who are in our in, in our office, uh, offices, uh, you know, we, we need to eliminate that. I mean, because if yeah. you're already making a decision and the decision is already yours, you know, you need to be voted out. I'm sorry about to say. You need to, we need to have somebody who's going to listen to what we got to say. I have a question. Yeah, I have a question, sorry for interjecting, regarding the decision process. Well, actually, the decision process and who it impacted. Well, his decisions that he was discussing basically impacting um, minority community, or was it impacting also the more, across the border, across the tracks, the white community and the typically richer communities? No, it, his decision impacts on the richest to the poorest. I mean, his his decision impacted uh, medical cannabis uh, collectors being closed here. There are people who are, who are not a part of uh, taking the, re, the, the Pfizer idea. You know you know where most of the money is. You know, we don't, we haven't yet to talk about it, but the, the big money maker, the big money is in pharmaceuticals. And you got you got entities like Pfizer, you have entities like you know, the people that make Ambien, all these all these different medications. And I had to wean myself off of uh, Ambien uh, because did nobody tell me that after prolonged use of Ambien will cause you to sleep, cook, and sleep, walk, and sleep, drive, and sleep, go to the grocery store, and then you wake up the next day and you know you didn't even know you've been out and about. There is no one yeah. told me that. So and some people who stand firm, but they don't want to take that Pfizer. They want to take those pharmaceuticals. So yeah. they're the big money makers. So when you have the collectives where cannabis, where there are people who don't want to take those 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 pharmaceuticals, they want to use medical marijuana. So yeah, it affects. You know, there there were people who got up on that podium that spoke from the grower side, from the rich side, from the poor side. What they're doing is they're putting it all in a, in a boat just because of whatever the illegal stuff that these uh, these uh, police are out here doing. You know they're doing some bogus stuff which federal the federal feds are investigating. But the case is to shut it down because of because of not really that it's crime happening with the, the collectors itself, other than the police illegally raiding them. Which you can check that out on YouTube. It's uh, a police raid in Long Beach, number twenty-seven. Uh, check it out because that was what we were all addressing. That's his main thing is that the collectors cause uh, crime in the city and so forth. And it's really not really any of the uh, the consumers or the persons who need it. It's more so the police who are doing illegal raids and going and taking the top grade off the <laughs> from out the collectors. So with that, which they're saying they're doing it because uh, whatever, 
whatever the reasons they are, but they're, they're, they're still leaving behind cannabis. So it's like if, if I mean, if, if it's a raid, from my understanding, a raid, when a raid went down before, they go in, they shut it down, they rip everything out, and it's closed. But mm-hmm. never have I ever saw a place be raided and still be operating the next day, you know, with mm-hmm. less uh, cannabis than they had the day before. So the police mm-hmm. came and keeps it up. Now, the deal is, this is what he's saying, is it, it's a bad element. Uh, he's saying that from the from the point of yeah, there's a lot of I mean there's a lot of elderly out here, there's a lot of terminally ill, there's a lot of HIV, uh, AIDS patients out here, there are a lot of cancer patients out here that firmly believe in medical marijuana. I mean, you know what? I mean, I can't say what grows in it, but I know one thing: it shouldn't be up to one person to say yes or no. It's the now I know it's at a federal level where they have a discretion discretion between it, but on the state level. Uh, really, it shouldn't be a city saying anything because the state has already passed it. State yeah. by state, wherever it's legal, it's already been passed. So I don't understand why this one city, because of its police corruption, is shutting it down anything. It doesn't make yeah. any sense. It's there, the, the corruption on their side. Uh, the pharmaceutical industry versus the um, you know growth of marijuana and use for, let's say, medicinal purposes, they're at odds because pharmaceuticals tend to be drugs that are artificial. They often take a a substance from the Philippines, just as an example, they have done it, and they'll take that material. They'll research the molecular structure to determine why that herb or why that type of mollusk helps people who have a certain medical condition. Then they will artificially either in full or mixing part of actual molecules from the natural setting with artificial and use a drug that they then patent. So they then apply for an intellectual patent. Once that patent comes through, they could have spent any, you know, 100000 or more on the patent alone. I'm not talking the research. And the reason they don't want people to be able to just go for the you know, the cheaper medicinal cure is a money thing. If you could just go out and get some golden seal or some yellow dark or some, you know, um, hazel nut or, you know, organic um, carrots or, or onions to help you with your blood or garlic, they don't make money. So it's really a money issue. And I think that um, governments tend to go with big business since they consider it a free market uh, capitalistic system. It's all about the capital and the top-down system tends to win. So at that meeting, it seems as though you had people from every socioeconomic uh, level, either people that were probably impacted because you know a lot of um, rich folks also are aware of the dangers of the pharmaceutical drugs. A lot of them are more conscious about diet and things like that than our community um, who often don't know. So, yeah, those patents are, uh, are critical for these companies, the medical companies, pharmaceuticals, to keep making money and, and locking people down. That's right. That's right. And and like I said, I wean myself up for my medication to screwed all. I mean, any... You know, no no one really, I mean, you see these commercials on and it says, you know, try this for to stop smoking, and then it leads to heart attack and heart. 
I mean, I was yeah, really, I know. My, <laughs> my brother was telling me that he's taking a uh, uh, diabetic uh, uh, diabetic pill in which it, it elevates his sugar. Then he has to take uh, a pill that stops the elevation to bring it of down. the sugar. Yeah. So, so it's like, okay, wait a minute. So you take this pill to stop that pill. And, and, then you take that that pill stop that yeah. and you know, you got everybody thinking that, that you know, take a pill. Take a pill. Mm-hmm. You're going to be all right. Take a pill. But you know, make sure you, when you take that pill, you take this pill. You know, like Zoloft. That's another one. This little bubble that floats on TV. It's like Zoloft. You know, get a peaceful, nice breath. But it doesn't tell you that you're going to have night terrors and and so forth, or yeah. at the end, it says, might, might have night terrors, might have this reaction death may cause, you know. I mean, that's the same thing with the tampon. The bottom line was, okay, may cause death. With the toxic it's, it's, shock, right? Okay, okay, and what's up with the alcohol and the cigarettes, like you just mentioned, okay? I'm guilty. The bottom line is this, okay? If we, I mean, alcohol, we all know it's the number one killer of any anything. You know, we know that kills, but then, you know, we can put a tax on it. We can raise up the taxes on it. Cigarettes. We know mm-hmm. who is making the most money. R.J. Reynolds making the most money out of that. We can put a tax on that. We can raise it up. We can make the cigarettes, even though it takes fifty cents to make a pack. We're gonna have it for five, six, seven, eight dollars. You know, I mean, we can, we can, we can uh, capitalize on 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 these two things that we know is killing, killing us. Well, but can we? But we can't. We can't uh, have marijuana. Oh, we can't have. Uh, something other than what it is that Pfizer puts out there for our supposedly make us better. Well, if it, it, in fact, I mean, uh, I, I think it's a, a point they can't they can't make a they can't get any they're not making any profit of it. I think that as long as they're not making profit off of it, they want to get rid of it pretty much. I mean, if yeah. you have people, run, I mean, it's not this is not the seventies. This is not hippie days where everybody's running around with flower children, you know, sitting on heels and singing, you know, singing uh, hairspray. The bottom line is just, you know, there are people out here who firmly believe, and I know some of these people who firmly believe. I know a lady who's living with cancer. She refuses to take chemotherapy. She refuses to take anything, and she literally, her body is decaying. The bottom line well, is, well, I come up that she refuses to, to do that. So the people who want to take homeo, what is it, homo, homeopathic drugs, I mean, what do you feel about the homeopathic well, I think that homeopathic is fine because it's more natural. I think the the big problem is that, like I said earlier, it it eats into the profit margins of you know the um, pharmaceutical companies. And by the way, you there would also be tablets that uh, have organic substances, uh, for example, certain herb leaves, etc. So the tablets that would be negative would be tablets that have artificial, pharmaceutically um, adjusted, uh, you know, substances in them. Because you can go to a health store and buy some tincture, which is the liquid form of um, an herb, or you could, in some cases, buy the tablet form or the powder form or the actual root or stems or or leaves um, or even flowers, you know. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's all about, you know, our people understanding, you know, what they're dealing with, both from a pharmaceutical standpoint, homeopathic standpoint, or, uh, you know, uh, regular natural herbs that they might boil at home. And you can boil them 
sometimes. But I'll, I'll give you a quick idea of what people can do at home if they find um, they have an issue. Um, of course, the, the Food and Drug Administration really monitors the uh, natural health business because I think they tend to work closely with pharmaceuticals. So you have to often be very careful when making statements or claims about the herbs and what they can do. So I'll just phrase it to say that if people have an, a medical challenge that they're facing and they've done their own research or spoken to a holistic uh, practitioner or specialist, um, if, if they're mixing, for example, some root herbs with some leaves, you don't put them all in a pot and boil them because... Uh, you know, the physics of it is that the softer substances will start to dissolve and you will lose much of the potency. So the first thing people should do is put, you know, different roots in their pot with filtered or distilled water. And then once those roots have simmered sufficiently, then what you would put in possibly is some of the thinner stems if your, you know, mixture calls for that. The final thing you want to put uh, leaves and then flowers. So if you have a mixture that is supposed to be a bit of, you know, roots from one plant and then stems from another and then leaves and then flowers, you put them on based on logical progression of how sensitive they are. It's not easy to tear a root apart with your fingers, especially if it's thick, but you can easily tear a leaf and typically even more easily um, tear the petals of a flower apart. And of course, there are even some seeds that are good for herbs. For example, males experiencing um, testicle and even penis issues. Um, there's a seed called black seed that is purported, is how I will phrase it, to um, have some potential um, positive side effects. Um, and that's an extreme quotes on that because you know, it's something people might want to look into. But with seeds, they they tend to be, not all seeds, but some harder. Of course, you wouldn't put the seeds in around the time if they're hard seeds that you put in the flowers. You put the seeds in just after, in most cases, you put in, you know, some roots. Um, but but it's, it's always a lesson. I'm, you know, constantly learning something new. So, like I said, re-educating myself about, you know, health and, and martial arts and world geography and politics. It's almost like a full-time job sometimes. And then there's something new that comes up that takes you to the next level. There was a radio show to show you how false information is being spread um, on, on blog talk discussing Egypt and Kemet, but making the claim that a um, some blue-eyed, and this is how they said it, you know, a guy came on, oh, yeah, my book proves that in Kemet, the oldest people, bones found, and bodies, and mummies, etc., were blue-eyed and blonde-haired, and da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da. And I just happened to be, you know, listening, and I called and questioned. I said, I've got a question for you. You know, Egypt is Kemet. What actual physical evidence is there? So their response was, you know, the book. It's in the guy's book. And I said, well, you know, it's in his book, but other, I mean, I could put out a book saying that, you know, you all are, you know, whatever, from, from the moon. It doesn't necessarily mean it's true. I should have to have some evidence, some people at least that have seen it, some pictures. But basically they seem to have no evidence. So I'm saying that to show how also on the pharmaceutical side, often their studies are funded by 
themselves. The same group that wants you to take the pharmaceutical or a non-profit that they set up, because sometimes they're slick and they will say, well, let's set up a non-profit to do it, and we just fund the non-profit. And they come out with the information. It'll help you. And then right there in the ad, but your nose will fall off. And if you take this also, once you pick up your nose, your fingers will fall off. And if you take this, we're going to give this. It's just, you know, you have to be so careful. Buyer beware. 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 Watch your back. Yeah. And and speaking of that, uh, you know, this is another thing that you just brought up something in my head too. Uh, before we the end of this close of this show, you brought up about the, uh, the male the males having problems with the uh, you know uh, 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 erect erectile dysfunction. What yeah, erectile dysfunction. What I'm noticing is, yeah, you know what what I'm noticing and what I'm seeing when I go into the liquor stores, right? Okay, you know now you know all these researchers in Viagra and all this uh, Cialis and all these things are supposed to help with that. Who's, who's, who's mining the store for those uh, erectile dysfunctional pills that we see in the living store? I mean, uh, uh, if, if in, uh, what is that? Okay, if you can go onto the liquor store and there's, you know, these pills that they're selling for $10, $20 a pack, okay. you know, for erectile dysfunction. Uh, mm. who's mining oh, I haven't the noticed that. I haven't those? noticed that. Yeah, see, I'm I'm not a um, rapid out here. Yeah, so you mean your brothers can go to a liquor store, and right in the liquor store there are tablets they can buy yeah. to help with erectile. Well, did I tell you the thing about malt liquor? No. No, malt liquors. No. Yeah, there's there's been some studies, and brothers especially who love these malt liquors need to know this. There has been some evidence um, come forward from some studies that malt liquor is a cause of um, erectile dysfunction. So all these brothers with these, you know, OE and this kind of 40 and pouring some out, you know, to the ancestors, that's an original African concept, pouring out some liquids to the ancestors, but they're applying it in a destructive way. After they pour the stuff out, giving the ancestors, you know, a weak penis, then they come in and give in, in many cases, not all now, because not everyone's going to be impacted the same way, uh, erectile dysfunction. And then they got to go get a tablet. So when you mentioned that, it really made my you know antenna go up like do 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 because I hadn't even heard that. And so if it's right in the store, uh, it's amazing. It's right in the liquor store. I mean, they don't have it on the shelf. They have it behind the, the you know how you know how the stores have the glass. Uh, yeah. The glass. They're selling it behind the counter, and, and it's yeah. ten, twenty, fifty. You know, and wow. it's just, it extends two thousand, it extends five five thousand. You know, and you okay. can buy it right there at the liquor store, at the little mini at the little lot, Tapatico stores. You know, they sell it, and it's like okay. Uh, the SBA is regulating that. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't understand how uh, Dallas and Niagara yeah. has to go through FDA, but then these little. Rinky yeah. little companies who have got together. I mean, and they're yeah. selling it to people. I mean, they're selling it to men out there who are looking. I mean, uh, to, to try to, you know, I guess those are the men out there who probably can't afford to go get Cialis or Viagra. But the case is, yeah. who's regulating that? Yeah. Who's regulating so, that? It's astonishing that um, native cultures in America, Alaska, parts of Africa, Caribbean, South America have had herbal and other cures, depending on the age of the culture, could be for thousands of years, right? And with evidence that they work. 
the which can be found in archaeological digs, etc. But yet many of these companies are allowed to put drugs on the market after only doing testing on animals, for example. Not all the time, but very often. So it shows you a very skewed system where you would turn down aloe vera, which people in many cultures have been using for up to eight, ten thousand years approximately, and replace some of this with some of these uh, skin and hair pharmaceuticals that may have been tested for a year. And in some cases, I've seen um, some, some documents showing and videos where the the stuff has even been shown. The own, their own studies sometimes show that the stuff is dangerous, but they cover it up and get the FDA oh. to clear it. It's crazy. It's totally crazy. Oh, yeah. I, I say that the system pretty much works for the system, and that's where we have to make a different change. Uh, it's going to be now 11.55. Uh, since you know how it kind of cuts me off a couple of minutes prior, I'm going to go. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and we're going to end this, and, you know, me and you will pick it up on, uh, online or uh, on the phone afterwards, and then we'll, we'll be here tomorrow night. Well, I'll be here for sure tomorrow night to represent and to carry on this conversation and uh, I'll be bringing some more inf- informative information. I know you're going to get on me about what is ha- what have I done, because I did see what you heard about this. I've been on okay. top of my job. I have been on top of my job. I'm going to spend some of my time working on that, too, and I encourage everybody out there, too, that if you guys have any particular goals or any aspirations out there, if you're thinking about going to school, uh, school starts out here at Long Beach City August the 27th, okay? You get registered. Get in there. Uh, while we still have funding for, uh, we still have financial aid out there, please make use of it. And if you're in the middle of change, if you're in the middle of life change, or you just lost your job, you know, think about it. You know, you can go ahead, go on back to school, you know, put your, put, but then first and foremost, I'm, I'm going to let my friend Jay tell you guys this on tomorrow's show, what it is, what would be the best, best uh, field for us to go into right now, what is the most going rate, what's the best, 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 because I know you know. Uh, what's the best options for us? Uh, we'll take that that conversation on tomorrow. We're going to go ahead and end, the, end this uh, segment. And like I said, Jay, I'll call you. Either you call me or I'll call you or we'll go on, uh, on the phone or whatever the case may be. Uh, this is going to be, what, uh, July 22nd, 2012, Tina's Blue Theory. Uh, Sing a shout-out to uh, everybody out there listening to LBCC, also Shades of Africa, uh, Renee Quarles. want you to know I didn't forget you. That's 100 one East 4th Street on the corner of Benito and 4th across the street from McDonald's going and check out her, her natural, natural uh, remedies for our skin, hair, you know, bring us back to where our culture is, uh, and there's one in the IE as well. So for ending this show, okay, Jesse, say bye, and I'm going to go ahead and take it on out. We're going to end this segment. Adios. Me. Bye. Stay strong. Keep fight, Fight the good faith. Okay, and we'll be back out. I'll be back out here, and if Jay joins me tomorrow night, we'll be back out here once again. Uh, my daughter sent out a shout to both of us. She said we have great chemistry. So with that, I'm going to go ahead, end this show, and thank you, Jay. Uh, I'll see thank you outside. You. All right. And this will be the end of this show. Got All right. All right, so we're out of here. Now, this is that, that intro song that I have. You guys let me know what you feel about it. I ask myself what it is that I can do to make a change in my community.
papa Gotta get a birthday Something for me and my family I gotta make decisions And be somebody I'm growing up as fast as I can I gotta make some money Don't wanna live by the rules